Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Man, Whitney, it is already February of 2016. And it's cold outside, and I don't like it. This is episode 38, and... The big 3-8, Brent. It's almost caught up with the age-wise. I can't believe it's already right, like, the end of February. I mean, it just seems like yesterday was, like, 1986. (laughs) And here it is. It's February. Yeah, I I mean, I just watched Back to the Future a few days ago. Hey, dude, we need to to review that movie. Oh, (laughs) oh, we should do that. (laughs) We should do that, shouldn't we? You know, uh, we're already derailed. Yeah, I know. But, man, we did get some good feedback on the whole movie review thing. We'll we'll get to that. seconds in, and we're already like... I know, it's 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 just, it's everywhere. It's like... I thought about bringing like that up. Maybe it's we like should do on that on occasion is review a movie. We should because, dude, we got some really good feedback on that. And we can just slot it towards the end at the end of the episode. But I, I'm going to tell you what, man. I I had a good time doing I did. that. I did. Hey, I'm going to go see Deadpool. And then we need to review that. <laughs> oh, that's on my list. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. We're going to do that. Okay. So let's do Deadpool next. Right, we'll do okay. Deadpool. Okay, okay, we'll do okay. Deadpool. All right. Okay, all right. all right. What are we here to do? I have got the slightest <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Something about pinballs. And I, I video just games. I just showed up at your house, man. Uh, aren't you going to feed me dinner? I mean, come on. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I'll sneak off and go cook something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. What's up, dude? Episode thirty-eight. Yeah. I haven't seen you for a few weeks, man. You've been no, doing all right. Uh, man, I'm run down. Yeah. Okay. It's just uh, getting ready for expo. Yeah. That's together, coming up. Just general life. And then yeah. the last time you saw me, uh, I had. A kind of a cast thing on my arm i mentioned a little bit on the last show Dude, and is getting a, through that as my dad would say you were hemmed up yes i was yes have you seen it here let me sh- let me show you what i got going on here on my wrist Woo! that's a nice one isn't it oh that's yeah it'll be all right okay well yeah it, it looks like it's healing up pretty I've good got, i've got back use of it so. yeah so for a non-visual medium brent just showed me his scar yeah yeah so just to keep <laughs> everybody time, up next, to date next time you see me walk up to me and say show me your scar i uh, know and then say hashtag thanks brent <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've been on the mend i've gotten uh it wasn't anything structural, you know, wasn't a bone issue. So, you know, I've gotten, I've got a little soreness, but I got used to my hand back. So things have been going on. You well, know? yeah, right on. Um, main updates. You asked about updates, so let's hit updates. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious as to what the what the last month has netted for you. I'm I'm actually uh, I'm actually kind of anxious. I'm gonna sit over here and kind of bob in my chair a little <laughs> bit, you know, waiting to talk about mine because, dude, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been a it's been an interesting month. How about that? It has been for me, too. It, it has been. It has been. So, man, you've been talking about getting ready for, for the Louisville Arcade Expo, man. So, what are you taking? What are you selling? What are you bringing home? Well, um, I don't know what I'm bringing home. I haven't decided. I mean, there could be something I walk in the door and decide I like. We'll see. You okay. Know. Um, talked about Zaxxon last episode. We did. And yes, that, we did. That is sitting over here to my left, and it's kind of prepped and ready to go. Oh, dude, it looks like it's ready for sale. It's not ready to go. It's ready for sale. <laughs> You're not a Zaxxon fan, I take it. No, I am not. <laughs> no, I have, I have uh, very little love for that game. So I'm waiting on one piece. Um, I can't remember how much I had done last time we talked about it, but the lowdown on it is is it's a, it's a pretty nice Zaxxon, nice cabinet. It is a nice Zaxxon. And for reasons I can't comprehend... Uh, parts are starting to be, have been robbed off of it mm-hmm. so like it doesn't 
those Sega cabs, they don't have your conventional coin door. They've got that big door that kind of flops the down big, the, the front. Big, yeah, the big uh, r- flap, yeah. I guess, yeah. So the, the coin mechs are like to the far right and the far left, and it's kind of almost like a coin like plate, like if you something like you'd see in a photo booth or yeah. something very similar in my cartoon theater. Not, not a normal arcade no, game. No, not, no, or not at all. Almost or a normal coin door. I think some of the cocktails will have like your, like your narrow, kind. It, the backside is the same as you would find in a coin door, the same mechanisms, all that stuff. Yeah. But the front is different. It's not a conventional coin door. So someone yeah. robbed all those parts. Um, there was the the control panel was off of it. It had been kind of monkeyed around quite a bit. The, when I got it, uh, the bezel was out of it. No bezel. It, it it was just kind of setting languish to languish. And honestly, man, I, I think I mentioned it, mentioned it last show. I was surprised that the thing worked because I figured it had broken. It had gotten to the point where it wasn't making any money it got yeah. shoved in a warehouse and then they were starting to pull parts off of it yeah now if memory serves me correctly you said that you you just plugged that thing in i never plugged and fired it, in. it up i plugged it in i was like wow yeah she zaxxon. worked zaxxon yeah 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 so yeah zaxxon well you know so here's the thing man. I know. I, i'm 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 being unmercifully like me hard with, on the like game me with donkey kong yeah you know it, it actually is a good game okay i, I my i think my disdain for zaxxon is because the game and the cabinet don't live up to each other. I I, I think it's actually a pretty fun game. Mm-hmm. I just I just think that Sega just absolutely dropped the ball on the artwork in the cabinet and everything related to well, related to Zaxxon. They reused you know? that cabinet for so many games. I know, and and that I yeah. and I, I, honestly, I'm I'm they thinking put zero effort into it, the, man. The sad art on on the Zaxxon is fairly decent i wish they would have taken it like full like full cabinet you know like time pilot or something or swimmer you know even though those are wood grain cabinets they've got really nice elaborate you know full cabinet side art and that kind of that kind of you know cancels out the whole wood grain deal going on i think it would even have been cooler if they would have done something with that the aforementioned flap because you've got it's just this huge like front on the cabinet yeah, right just, below the control wood. panels it's, it's like a big wood for, right. forehead you've got it's all like. the space geez that's <laughs> awesome a huge wood forehead <laughs> but it is isn't it yeah it is yeah you, you know the, the the coin slots are far right far left and it's, you just got like a billboard there with nothing on it i don't know how we'll make that into I, a show title but i'm going to find a way huge wood forehead <laughs> yeah huge wood forehead make a note yeah. of that huge yeah. wood forehead. okay i'm going to put that in one note right now so anyway the zaxxon rebuilt the control panel i had an uh um, an aftermarket overlay sitting around or actually a reproduction overlay so it's not like it's a uh, um, who made the uh, who made the aftermarket once I've gone blank I think uh, Wicko Willis made, Willis yeah so Willis Wicko. yeah yeah so I had a very nice reproduction overlay that I picked up quite some time ago just tucked it away yeah. when it came up I got it so put that on it uh, you know broke down the control panel broke down the joystick I, you know have you ever seen <laughs> This is this is what I can't wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. There is a million ways to have done that flight yoke that wasn't as complex as what they did or with this game. Needlessly yes. complex. Yeah. Yes. And it, to look at it, it's I just <laughs> I really don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many gorfs I've seen. And I've I think I've had three gorfs, including my gorf. Oh, okay. it's the same joystick that's in a Tron. Yeah. Satan's hollow. Satan's hollow. Mm-hmm. However many of those I've ever walked up to, the plastic aside, because the plastic can break and all that kind of fun stuff. It's brittle over time. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember 
having grabbed a Tron joystick, a Gorf joystick, a Satan's Hollow joystick that just felt like crud. Mm -hmm. And it is not nearly as complicated and as jacked up as what's in that Sega did for this. Wow. Hmm. I I just, I don't understand. It's like engineering for the sake of engineering. Yeah. Yeah. But needless to say, it all come apart, cleaned it all up. Like I said, new overlays, uh, new overlay. I rebuilt the power supplies in it. Um, put the coin mix back together, had a bezel cut. The bezel, fortunately, is just like like tinted plex or acrylic or whatever. Yeah, so okay. that, was, that was pretty easy. Yeah. And, and I'm waiting for the flight yoke on it. Yeah. So we, yeah, uh, gotcha. the, the friend of mine that you've been using for powder coating, he's mm-hmm. got it now and he's going to go ahead and figure it at this point. Oh, he's going to make it look sweet. Yeah. Well, just if I'm going this far with it, I'm going to go ahead and, yeah. and make it look really nice. Uh, it so. will. It will. I mean, for the, for the minuscule amount of money to powder coat those two metal pieces, I mean, you're not looking at anything and it'll, it'll add a lot to yeah. it and it'll hold up a lot better than just shooting it with like some rust oleum or something. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm waiting on that. And other than that, I, I need to tune the monitor. I did rebuild the monitor, so tune it out, and it's it's ready to go. It's going to go to Expo. No, so, nice. Um, well, I'm sure whoever gets it, they're going to get a nice axon. Yeah, they you are. Know, they, they they're they're going to get a good game. I, it's just a little too bland for my taste. That that that's it. And I've said it a hundred times on this show. I'll say it again. I make a lot of decisions based upon, you know, oral uh, satis- you know, satisfaction, what, what my eyes can see. and Not it, oral. No. It, you said oral. Are you going to go, don't chew on my Zaxxon. No, I'm not going to chew on the Zaxxon. It, it's, Hopefully you gave that up in your infancy. Uh, no, I still pack a passy from time <laughs> okay, to time. Right. You know, it, it's just, it, you know, whatever whatever pleases my eyes, it, it's like. Like a visual. It, yeah. yeah, thank you. And that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I had to fix that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you need to go back and fix that in post, dude. <laughs> oh, no, no, we got it corrected. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a very visual thing for me, and I just if it doesn't appeal to me that way, then I'm just I'm just not. I have a hard time getting excited well, here's, about it. Here's my fear, honestly. I I last played that game when I was a child at okay. Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah, and I couldn't get the concept of that. Uh, everyone's. I always called it like an angular play field. Yeah. But the term it's it's become the term that it's known by is isometric. Isometric, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So my fear is is that once I kind of get it together, I may actually play it for the first time for real and I may I may think, "Man, maybe I should put a I don't know, we'll see." Yeah. You know. Yeah. From from the hip right now, having it, it just, I don't see dedicating a space for it right now. I've got other pieces that I know. I've got a cubert out there. We've talked about the Star Wars. Uh, there's more pins outside. Yeah, I'm going to go the Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, there's so many other things that you could spend time on, I guess, or have, you know, we'll have a space for. And have a space for. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, you know, right, right now, yeah, it's just... It's gonna, it's gonna have to go. Yeah, that's what I think. So, yeah. and you're right. Someone's gonna get a very nice game because the cabinet's very nice. I put, I, did, I put new T molding on it. Yeah, you know, so it, it's a nice. Oh, game. it's clean. It's yeah. clean. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Um, we swapped out pins. Did we mention this on the last show? I. Did we even mm. talk about you coming over and me having you empty one of my sheds? No, no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was after the last episode, uh, after the last studio recording for the last episode. So, so Whitney was looking for some parts, and I, I had them, but in not as a good a condition as I thought I did. 
So he came it's over. It's, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. yeah. He, he came over and we went digging in uh, my back shed that I've got full <laughs> we, of arcade parts. We and, didn't dig. We emptied. <laughs> yeah. We emptied that sucker out. Yeah. Into and, your driveway. And we, we put up the old good, the college tried. Oh, we, it didn't turn out. Didn't and, It just didn't pan out, man. It didn't pan out. No. So. But you know, you did. You walked away. You were looking for some a few bits and pieces. I know you got a pack that you were working on. Yeah, and that kind of worked out. But while he was here, um, we uh, we moved the Back to the Future out of the shop. Yeah. So, I I had a cue ball wizard that was out in the in the garage, and I thought, you know, this would be a good time to go through this game. Yeah. The game doesn't need a lot. Uh, you always it's good, think it's good, that it's a good looking game. Yeah, it's a pretty game. I can't. I, I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I am. So you, <laughs> you look at him and you're like, man, this doesn't need a lot. But it just not needing a lot still means that you have to take it completely apart and clean it. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. So, oh. <laughs> it's story of my game room, man. What are you talking about? But I am looking forward to Back to the Future, man. I just saw the movie last week. I'm looking so forward to it. Well, you know? it's sitting over in the corner yeah. when when Cuba Wizard comes out. Yeah. I wanted to take a pen to Expo, and Cue Ball Wizard seemed like a, a, a good candidate to take. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, I knew it wasn't far from, from running. I knew I could go through it pretty quick, and that's been the case. Yeah. Uh, needed Just needed a few parts. Wasn't too difficult to get going. I actually, once I get it finished up, I need to get into the driver board. I'm still having a few problems with it, but I, I've got I've ordered all the parts. I mean, um. I think it's going to turn out very, very well. But we, I, I man, I think I love Cue Ball Wizard. I think thing, it's a great game. The thing, man, when we went to move, you want to talk about having a stroke? You were standing there. We went to move <laughs> the, and, and I've got one hand. Keep in mind, I've got one hand that I can't pick anything oh, up with. It's my me, right Brent, hand. I'm sorry, that's okay. Yeah, we slide my Wicko pinball dolly underneath it. <laughs> yeah, Whitney's like, all right, let's go. Let's he, do it. He hits the hits the lever jacks hey, the thing up hey man i i did nothing i did he, nothing he did what he was supposed to do i did exactly what i was supposed and to do puked hydraulic foot all, all over the over floor the, in my all shop all over the floor man and i'm i'm scrambling around trying and i found something stuck it under yeah. there collected we, a, a bunch of it we didn't scramble immediately we stood there and looked at it for a second <laughs> and go like, huh <laughs> look at that look at that oh brent that's soaking into your carpet dude <laughs> you know fortunately the carpet in there is it's not grade a you know it's pretty it's it's not worn but it's got its fair share of stains i never replaced that carpet well the good thing about it, it's a really low pile carpet yeah. and know? it's almost like a commercial grade carpet it so. really is so the the liquid really had like nowhere to go it just yeah. kind of sat there yeah you know so it, yeah there's no it, padding underneath it nah, so it was, yeah there, there's, there's nowhere for it to go you it can't just, you can't see where it was now by the no. time i i dabbed it all up so yeah. that's going to spin off into a completely other pro different project where yeah. I am going to do the the shock absorber, the automotive shock absorber conversion on my pinball dolly. Dude, that would be a good one to put up on Facebook, man. Yeah. So that that'll be pretty sweet. You know, I, and I'm gonna there's there's little ar arguments, there's little articles all over the internet. There's you know little posts on Pinside. There's things on on the old uh, Google groups, the old not Google groups, the old news groups. News groups. You, yeah. You mostly read them on Google now. Yeah. And I haven't found. A definitive this is what you did type of a thing some people have used this steering stabilizer some a lot of people have used this gabriel shock i know your pinball dolly has a gabriel shock it, it does it. and I, I still owe you some measurements that's don't cool I? that's yeah, cool yeah i just that just now oh, no big popped deal. in my head and, and reading around apparently all I, right i'll it, get that i'll get those for you if the information is correct even wicko 
started using the Gabriel shock. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've got the shock. The shock's available. The information I've read was so old yeah. that it was like, I think the shock was like 19 or $17 at AutoZone. Yeah. Well, now it's like 26 That's how, you know, that's Inflation. how old the information is. Yeah. So, yeah. The, at least you could still get the shock. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It, it was hard. I had to I had to bring it from a depot store. They yeah. don't normally stock it. Yes, it was a special order item then. Uh, they had it the next day. Yeah. I mean, uh, most areas in an auto, I don't know if you've got, check, check your local auto zones, yeah. but they'll have a depot store and then they'll have satellite stores and the yeah. depot store will have a full stock typically. And then if you need something at one of the depot stores or excuse me, one of the satellite stores, they'll send you cross town or they have trucks that run between yeah, the stores. Napa kind of does yeah. the same thing. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Cubob wizard, we're going to talk more about that later in the episode. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, MPU and the battery. And basically we're just going to kind of get into some of the Gottlieb system three stuff. And, mm, okay. you know, if you don't have Gottlieb system three, you know, don't worry about it. It, I'm still learn something. Yeah, I'm going to mix in some stuff that some other tips that I've used across, you know, pinball as a whole, like cleaning and you know just just a few things. Because like I said, I've gone through the machine, made a few notes in my mind, and uh, translated them into the show notes, and it'd be a good opportunity to just kind of touch on a few things. And you know, if you've got a, a System Three game, it it'll help you out there i I will say this about that remind me before you leave whitney okay we'll flip that play field up okay when they did these games right looking at that game compared to even the williams the the dot matrix games that i've worked on if you flip that play field up all the components are labeled they, it, oh, they nice. didn't do a full silk screen on the bottom, but they did like a print. Okay. So, you know, if uh, if there's a fuse block, it's printed, not like a paper label that you'll lose. It's printed what the fuse is. Okay. Um, the layout is printed kind of like in wire form. This goes here. This route's here. It's printed on the bottom of the play field. Hmm. It's, it's really cool. And the wiring harness, it's all modular. So, like, I pulled, like, drop target assemblies out of games before. Okay. And the reset coil is soldered on. So you got to take the reset coil off and just let it hang there so you can get the assembly out. Okay. No, this, the there's a harness for the uh, uh, for the switches, you know, that each of the drop targets trigger. Yeah, yeah. Unplug it. There's a harness for the uh, reset coil assembly. Unplug it. Take the whole thing out. And it's in your hand. And everything in the game is like that. Yeah. See, that's, I mean, to me, that's, that's fantastic because that's engineering for the sake of producing a good result i mean there's a lot of connectors there's a lot of crimps in there there's Mm -hmm. a lot of money and time and effort put in there so it's i look at that and i'm like man this is actually pretty cool yeah i guess that's why they run like tanks man i mean that's what i've always i mean i don't i don't own a gottlieb pinball i've never owned a gottlieb pinball and at the same point, though, I, I understand that they say that the technology, in some regards, kind of run behind the, I guess, kind of run behind the the curve. Mm-hmm. But they were they were built they were built very well, you know, built to last. I guess. Yeah, I mean, they. <clears throat> you you could almost argue that by the time they got to a game, the the system three games, mm-hmm. that they they kind of caught up, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I know what you mean because they they got to the point where they were doing. I think it was Rockwell they went to back in the early days when they were doing their first solid state system, and then Rockwell created a, a just a handful of specific ICs. Okay, and it just it just it, they're hard to work on. Yeah, and that's where you yeah. get your white your 
nywomps of the world and yeah. all that kind of fun yeah, stuff to replace everything yeah, out because yeah. i mean you're they're truly obsolete these chips were made just for pinball oh yeah and, you know it's not yeah. like there's a billion of them sitting out there and it doesn't matter that they were obsoleted 10 years ago or 20 years ago because they were used in all these different industries you know so it's but this thing it I, you could argue that yeah they had caught up by this point in time so anyway, anyway we'll talk a little bit more about that later arcade expo i happen to have a golden tea of all things to take <laughs> that, I, that'll sell yeah i had a golden tea uh, yeah. 99 that i had uh, given to my brother-in-law and uh i i think we talked about when i'd gone to the auction in Sevierville. i know i did yeah oh yeah, yeah, last yeah. Show. yeah i remember so I, I mentioned bringing him back a golden tea uh, a, a later model golden tea i think it was a 2005 complete four extra with cheese i mean if you if you, you want to talk about something that's confusing <laughs> the golden tea line oh my gosh yeah. it's yeah this one this one was like the maxed out model because it has i think it was 28 or 29 courses oh geez but it it's it's literally like a golden tea 2005 four complete <laughs> so yeah it was a 2005 with like a four upgrade with a complete upgrade and then you know sauce on the side and yeah. a sprinkle of cheese i mean yeah, it's just i got you a royale with cheese royale with cheese yes, yes. so yeah i got a golden t99 it's going cartoon theater's going back i got it sitting here ready to go I mentioned taking the rip off, so the rip off is going. Oh, the uh, uh, the cartoon theater will definitely be coming back. Yeah, the rip off will be coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I'd mentioned, I had in my mind I was going to take the Domino Man, and the Domino Man hasn't been in a couple years. Yeah, and it's ex- rare enough, man. It's, yeah, I mean it's it's fun to see it's fun to see him play. Well, the Expo guys reached out to me and uh, they said, "Hey, can you bring your Berserk?" Because oh, okay. they have announced that uh, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, Walter Day, and everyone's favorite Berserk player. Oh, Joel West. Joel West. Yeah, so they're going they're going to be yes. at Expo. So yeah. Joel will be there. So we're going to oh, bring we're going to bring my Berserk for Joel. Man, you got to get a picture of Joel and you. Well, oh, yeah. I'll get a picture of Joel and you standing at your Berserk. Oh, yeah. Man, that'd be awesome. But I already wanted. I already was going to go ahead and take the marquee and get Joel to sign it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I tell you, the one thing that's kind of breaking my heart on it is is. I have not had the opportunity to get a replacement bezel. Oh, okay. I had a really... They're bad about flaking. Yeah. I had a really nice bezel. Hold on. Didn't... uh, Phoenix Arcade redid those. They're reproduced. I could get one. Yeah. I just have not turned around and got one. I haven't spent my... You've spent my money everywhere else. I I want to spend more of your money this month, too. I've looked down. It's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. It was a beautiful bezel. And then when I moved, I had it... You know, it survived all these years, so okay. I, I don't know if it, this was just the straw or if if it was – I don't know. But yeah. I had it out in my big building, and it was wrapped in plastic, and it was out there probably through a, um, 12 months, a good okay. 12 months. So it went, through a, months. it went through a winter. Right, it yeah. did. Yeah. And I can't imagine that in its life it has not had an occasion to have seen something like that for at least that period of time. Yeah, yep, yep. But when I unwrapped it – the bezel was flaking oh i see yeah and i just you know you couldn't do anything about it no i mean once it's done it's done i mean i've got a few games out in my building that have seen a couple of winners and it's like eh, i'm sure what i what i what i find is not going to be exactly what i wrapped up yeah you know yeah so it's just so it, it. it's going to be what it's going to be but yeah. i mean it, it still looks nice it's going to present well the mm-hmm. cabinet's very nice the cabinet's the, in great shape control panel's great um 
one day I'll do, I've got all the pieces to put a bat stick back in it. Yeah. And I've got one of the Chris Moore, uh, uh, I'm saying, uh, like 14. You, this is the first podcast I've ever done, Whitney. Uh, well, welcome, yeah. welcome to the show, Brian. Okay. Yeah. No, to thank, the show. thank you. I'll try, I'll try to do better. <laughs> it's okay. I've got one of the Chris Moore reproduction control panel overlays okay. and overlays kind of a misnomer here because it's, it's like, aluminum yeah or whatever it is whatever it's stainless it's, or, it's, it's a panel it's a panel it's, it's metal panel. and there's yeah. wood underneath it it's not like a just a plexiglass or not plexiglass like a lexan printed yeah. Yeah. panel yeah like overlay so i've got one of those i've got everything i've got a bat stick i've got all the parts one day i'll feel froggy and i'll put a bat stick back in it yeah i, I, but, I like berserk i think it's a fun game myself i do i do too i, I do i do i like it so that's what I'm set up for, man. I did have a few uh, recent gets. Oh, you you hauled month. some you, you hauled some stuff home. I huh? did. I had a picture of one of them up on the Facebook page. So you know, encourage everyone to always check out our Facebook page. I, I, and I don't know where. I mean, I've never seen one of these in my dude, life, sweetie. dude. I, I mean, have you tried it yet? I have not. Okay. So what it is? Electra Home produced some. Uh, they called them service generators. Okay, and they, okay. they produced a raster service generator, mm-hmm. and basically that is the 80s equivalent of the Crafty Mech uh, pattern generator. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The Crafty Mech is light years ahead because it's got all kinds of cool uh, patterns. It's got um, the burn-in mode where it does the dropping blocks. It's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The Electra Home one is basically like your color bars, and I think there's a cross-hatch pattern. There's two or three different patterns. Okay. And then you can individually kill the guns. There's physical switches on the front of the Th- panel. That is, that is nice. And you could kill the guns. That is that is cool. So you could work on red, or you could yeah. work, you just have green and blue run, and you, could, you can kill them in any combination you want. Yeah. So I already had one of those. And it, actually, while I'm thinking about it, Wicco had one as well. And if memory serves, it was Electra Homes rebranded. Oh, I see. So if you've got a Wicco one, I'm fairly certain they're they're the same. It's just okay. got a different logo on it. Yeah. Electra Home also made one for color vector monitors. <laughs> and it was the Electra Home Color XY Service Generator. I see. And I, I or was, what we commonly call a unicorn a unicorn yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a unicorn it's team. a unicorn it's yeah. hard to find yes it's a unicorn made of unobtainium so i'm i'm flipping back actually because i don't have it in front of me so i'm going back to our facebook page and i was gonna look at the switches on it it's got of course you can kill off the individual guns and this it says full field cross hatch and bars and what that a cross hatch makes sense bars make sense i have no idea what full field is yeah so uh um, i don't i don't know either yeah I, I i have not even tried it i need to i want to crack it open and take a look at it it'll be a fun project I, I, I have plugged it into the wall and turned it on the power light comes on the led no, comes that's on. cool that's cool so i think it's going to work out but also from that that same little stash stash of, stash of parts i yeah. happen to uh bring home with me mm-hmm uh, three complete black and white vector monitors. Nice. Plus a handful of spare parts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a 6100, K- Wells K6100 color vector. Okay. Monitor monitor and Full, chassis and everything? Yeah, the whole deal. The whole deal. Tube whole and deal. all. Yeah. Tube and all. Yeah. And, wow, sweet. Uh, a couple sets of 6100 deflection boards and high voltage boards. So okay. it's kind of vector goodness. I yeah, was really happy. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. And 
and kind of is. Awesome. I mean, did you did you get a deal? I got a deal. I was very happy with it. Okay, I, I was very very happy with it. Actually, the guy that I got it all from, he said he looked out of all of it, he looked at that service generator and he says, "I don't want to see that on eBay later." And uh, oh yeah, dude, the, the guy that was with me uh-huh. instantly said, "You won't. He'll use it." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was thrilled to have. Yeah, it. no, that's good. It. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and I also had an opportunity. Different guy uh, had a kind of an opportunity to to work on getting a bunch of stuff out of the back room of a of a operator mm-hmm. had an opportunity to kind of visit the back parts room yeah of an op and uh, man a lot of a lot of cool stuff you know trackballs new stick new stock joysticks uh new old stock buttons yeah uh lamps fuses i mean it was it was part shelves part yeah a yeah. lot of pinball parts targets coils a lot of your hard parts like your you know your flipper paws and uh your switches and just just anything and everything that you would need to kind of run a business i mean it was yeah y- you could tell a lot of it it was from the waning era of the coin op business yeah so stock was kind of low they weren't necessarily restocking everything yeah Yeah. man but there's still a lot of cool stuff to be had and i was happy to have the opportunity to pick it up so um did you haul all that out of there i hauled yeah i hauled quite a bit of it out i was able to condense down into um like some fruit boxes like banana boxes okay and just kind of go through stuff and just you and I are going to have to talk off air because oh, yeah. because I've got well I've got a not to not to segue but I have got a um, have you ever I, ridden a Segway? Yes, I have. I have not. Okay. Yes, I have ridden a Segway. Are they, is, is it easy? Is it as easy? I can't talk today. <laughs> this is like podcast. Well, I, I said oral instead of visual. So okay, you know. So I mean, I've got strike one against me as well. Well, so. I'm on a little allergy medicine, and I keep having to like drink this water, and yeah. I think that's that's not helping. We're just add some bourbon oh to it, man. Gosh, kick, kick, kick it on out. Episode thirty eight. That's it. <laughs> hey, we're done. Fold up shop. We're done. Um. So is it as easy <clears throat> as Adam Savage makes it look on? Mythbusters? No, 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 it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. All no, right. I, I almost fell off of it like two or three times. So the whole the whole deal about the Segway is is my wife's late uncle. Okay, God rest his soul. He was a great, great guy, but he had polio as okay. a child. All right, and so um, one he he had a physical you know a physical impairment because of that with his legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, see that. yeah. And um, as he got on in years, uh, walking became harder and harder for him. Walking any distance became harder and harder for him to do. And so he got a Segway. And I'm gonna tell you what, man, he rode that thing. Well, I, and yeah, that, that's freedom it, right it, there. It is. And anytime we'd go to a family function at a park or something like that, man, Rick would bring out Uncle Rick would bring out that Segway and he'd let us all ride it man <laughs> and so it took me a couple times to get a hang of Take it her for and, a spin. oh yeah i did and uh man i about crashed it i about fell off of it a few times and everything like that but i will say this man once you get the hang of it and once you kind of get over the fear of how the balance system works on it and how you have to you balance have to yourself of, oh, on okay, it okay. because yeah. you 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 create momentum with it by leaning forward or pulling backwards. Okay, so based on how I, you I learned ship, that, I learned that from the the uh, popular movie uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> So I'm, yeah, not, I was, I'm not seeing that. We're was, not going to. Re- we're no, not going to review that. No, we're not going to review no, that. No, no, no. Uh, excuse, that was not. Me. That was not Adam Sandler's crown jewel. Nah, very few movies are actually. So, so um, did I tell you I saw Pixels? Yeah, we talked about. Uh, it. Oh no. 
I don't. No, I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Because no, you, I talked, you talked about, about pixels. It. Now I I have seen pixels since we last talked. We have branched off of a branch. Yeah, it's it's cool. We have segued, cool. no what? pun intended, to yeah. Adam Sandler. To, <laughs> but back to gaming. We're yeah, on pixels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to talk about so pixels. We'll have, at you some said we'll point. have to segue off to. But yeah, so you know the segue works based on how you shift your center of gravity. That that creates the momentum on the segue or the movement. It, it just takes a little bit to get used to. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind it kind of throws your inner ear for a little bit. Bit of a, a you know a jolt but after you kind of get your legs about it, it it's i mean they're they're neat i mean they're, they're i've neat. never had the opportunity to be on one yeah yeah so anyway anyway okay. yeah segue so uh, you cool. said you want to talk to me off, off air. air yeah okay. we'll talk off air yeah yeah because yeah, secret secret talk well i just i, no. I got a, i got a project i'm gonna be working <laughs> on so i'll just leave it at that so yeah i was i was just real happy to have the opportunity to to not let uh, a lot of that stuff just to kind of continue to languish yeah you know it was just it wasn't doing anybody any good and you know it i'll put it to good use somewhere along well, it's good along the line, yeah so. no that's good i mean at least it if you can collect all that stuff and keep it then at least it'll see a use rather than seeing a dumpster or, mm-hmm. pot- or potential use rather than seeing a dumpster so you know i, I just it's brent at brokentoken.com just email him for all your parts needs <laughs> and i'm sure that he'll charge a modest 30 percent up, uplift on it open you know a parts house man. yeah open a parts house and, you, know, you know just looking at some of that stuff <laughs> the parts vendors yeah I I can't comprehend tracking that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, so many numbers, man. Well that, you look at you look at a machine and there's so many things that are common. Yeah. But there's so many that are only in one or two machines. And they're variations of each other. Right. You know, yeah. And there's enough that there's a, today there's enough popular there's enough popular games with unique parts that you're now stocking those unique parts. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't imagine keeping after it. I know uh, when Terry at Pinball Life has his yearly thing during Expo. Yeah. That's I, the time to go clean well, up. And I assume he did it this year. When we went. Last in, year. Okay. So that would have been 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. So we, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said last yeah, year. Okay. But the prior Pinball Expo. Right. So that yeah. had been 2014. Yeah. So Terry opens up his back room his of his business and you can go in and basically pick off the shelves i bought a big old box of pinballs dude i they went were in, heavy yeah i imagine yeah i went in and uh I, he had uh, dm uh dmds on yeah on on a special so i bought a dmd and i went picked a number yeah and he, he does a number type of thing at least he did back in 2014 kind of, it's kind of like a will call deal yeah yeah and, and the idea is is that so that you've got a manageable number of people back there yeah. you're not under a time limit no. you know it's just like a first in first out type of a situation it's like going to the dmv <laughs> and o- only you're happy yeah, yeah yeah exactly yes and uh he stands up at the front and he checks you out and you know <laughs> you cut uh, uh, honestly i never even looked i'm sure he was kind of discounting you a little bit and all yeah. that but just there's just so much stuff yeah you know uh different color star posts different color buttons different color uh leg protectors um all the lamps all the sockets and they've got to barcode everything man because you, you, i don't see how you track it otherwise it, you're going through these parts you know the best i could do is just like divide by um game type like williams or whatever yeah. and then and then divide by pinball or arcade yeah. and then even at that there was still still stuff that that got mixed in so yeah i, I mean are you going to take the time to sort it all i'm going to do um 
kind of a general sort. Okay. You know, I've got a couple boxes that are mixed, yeah. and then I've got some that I know are like Williams parts, and I got some that I know are Gottlieb parts. <laughs> You're gonna do a binary sort left, right? Yeah, left, right. That's left, right. right. And, yeah. And I'm just gonna kind of leave it like that, and yeah. just just generally label label the box. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you if you've ever been in my garage, you know that I've got some bins here, I've got some bins there, I've got some shelves, I've got. Uh, like Rubbermaid drawer type deals that I use for like sorting. So any of that stuff that I've already kind of got worked out, I'll split those boxes up, you know, and I've got places where I store all my buttons and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's cool. But I know, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. To, it's great to find, you know, it's great to get a stash, man. You know, uh, it, coin door parts, stuff like that. I mean, like the Zax, the Zaxxon. Yeah. I was able to go back in my stash and say, okay, well I need, the the hanger i need everything the hanger that you put the coin mech in not just yeah. the coin mech all the hanger the assembly the reject buttons the bezels all that stuff yeah, yeah. so i just went out in my stash where i've been kind of had the opportunity to pick stuff up and rebuilt the zaxxon coin mechs no that, no it's good that no one will probably ever use because they'll go in a house yeah yeah true you never know <laughs> you never know but at least she kept it for going to a dumpster. I mean, I, I, I mean, I understand it's, it's it can kind of be a liability if there's so much stuff and you know you don't exactly know what you're going to use it all for, so it, it becomes kind of like a space liability. But uh, you know, well, I'm I could just take the Doc Brown method and find you know find some Libyans with some plutonium and then I'll trade them <laughs> trade a, it all off, trade them a shiny bomb case with some used pinball machine parts in it hey. for. That's he, that's what he said, and that's yep. what got everybody riled up. You like, know, what? like dude, that doctor, <laughs> doctor, dude, that Mister Fusion on your Back to the Future looks so real. Well, yeah. let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, like I say, it, it's all good. I mean, you get that stuff, and again, at least you kept it from going to a dumpster, and that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Whitney. So that's kind of my rundown, and awesome. I. I am perusing through the notes, and it looks like you've got quite of a little dude adventure, dude. I I stumbled upon the mini motherload this this past month, and it was it was one hundred and ten percent unintentional. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I okay. Well, okay let, 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 me, let, let me back <laughs> up. Let me. Well, I didn't plan on any of this. Okay, I I had zero plan to do any of this. I had no forewarning that any of this was going to happen it just happened okay? okay so here's the thing so and i need to back up for a little bit and set a little bit of context on this okay so i think I've, i mentioned through a couple of uh, episodes that i've been wanting to fix up um a centipede for my brother mm-hmm. okay yep. because that that was his favorite game of all time all right so uh, time is short, okay? And the reason time is short now is because my brother is going to be getting married soon, okay? Okay. So in June uh, is my bro- is my brother's wedding. So I say, what's the hook here? Did you want this as a wedding gift? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted, I mean, dude, what better way to tell your, you know, your brother, his, is whatever, you know, sibling, whatever. new bride going to take this? Oh, she'll, she'll like it. She, she, she's totally cool, man. Okay. All yeah. Right. She's totally cool. And, um, but what better way to... To give you know a sibling who has everything, but he ain't got one of these, you know. <laughs> and again, this was this was his favorite game of all. Okay, from when he and I would go to the arcade. So, so I guess and, I've never asked. 
did he know that you were looking to get no, a centipede? For, oh, no. I didn't Dude, realize this is that. all a surprise. Oh. And the great thing about it is he doesn't listen to the show that I know well, of. I mean, nobody listens to the show. True that. But, well, I mean, we got 10 a couple. 12. Yeah, yeah, a couple. You know, maybe 20. And they're all great guys. So, well, I'm... Uh, they're awesome. I mean, it's not like we've got so many that we couldn't take them all to dinner and not break the bank. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> but okay. But, but um. But you. But the thing about so it he is, doesn't know. So he, he doesn't. doesn't know. So okay. he, so I he didn't doesn't know, know. Yeah, he doesn't know this is coming. Okay. So I've been on the hunt to find him a nice centipede. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, you know, I've I've got a really nice centipede at my house. Okay, in my game room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's beautiful. But. He's a stickler on condition like I am, okay? And, you know, he's he's got a very nice house. And I don't want to put something that's chewed up around every corner and across the bottom. Yeah. And and I, I just don't want to put something that is a particle board nightmare in, 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 in his house. Centipedes okay? are like your classic Atari, which that's... Yeah. That eight out of ten of them are going to be exactly yep. that way, okay? If you sneeze in their general direction, they'll kind of get fluffy on they'll, them. They'll, yep. they'll, get, they'll get a little swollen on yep. you, you know? They'll get a little puffy. they get a little mad at you. You know, and so <laughs> I'm mad at you, sir. Yes, exactly. Stand back and watch out for my puffiness. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I was perusing Craigslist and I found an ad for a centipede. Okay. Okay. And the Louisville uh, Craigslist? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. And I found it quick and uh got a commit on it and the guy uh, provisionally took it down for me because oh, that's I, cool because i asked him to do that okay and uh and he's like well as long as you come get it i'll take it down but he goes if you don't come get it it's going back up and i'm like that's fine no no worries well it's cool that he took it down yeah yeah, yeah. so so he held on to everything for me okay okay i find that when you reply to a craigslist ad if you use proper english if you use more than one or two sentences yes and if you're gracious about what you're after people will tend to work with you okay it is a typical broken token aside we should do a craigslist this has been on my mind we should do a craigslist experience we should i need to make a note as a buyer and a seller hang tight because you you know you hit the nail on the head i've I've sold a lot of stuff recently helping my neighbor she's actually downsizing okay and so she's had furniture and stuff like that and it's so this isn't just a game thing this is this is the typical thing you'll put something up and uh uh, if you've if you've ever listed anything on Craigslist, when you get the email, uh, <laughs> I love how we do this. We start a sentence, Whitney, and then we have to go back and fill in the backstory. Oh, I got to tell a story yeah. about a sentence, and it's I don't a, even finish the sentence, oh and I start yeah, the you, story. So if here's how Craigslist the world's worst. Dude. Here's how Craigslist works. Craigslist will uh, they will buffer provide a buffer for email contact yeah so they used to just do it on one side you could as a potential buyer click the reply and you would get an uh, just this random number at craigslist.com or org or whatever it is yeah. email address so it would, that was the good old days of craigslist yeah. well it yeah. would go to craigslist yeah and then uh they would forward it to the put the seller's mm-hmm. real email account yeah okay yeah and then if you respond it you respond it from your email account it, craigslist was out of the picture then it, they it, were out, it was just you had established a point-to-point connection right. at that point so you yeah. ha- you can make the decision to respond well now they do it on both sides yeah and it and it's not uh it uh gotta keep it family friendly here so it, it's it's not as good as it once was yeah how about that yeah so 
the, you, the, should be, you should be proud of yeah. it because you were looking at me going, like, what is he going to say? What's he going to say? He's, he's, Whitney is convicted in his feelings for Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it tends to work out. So though. now it's through, you get it through both sides. So like yeah. when I, I reply, I reply to a Craigslist account and then they do the handoff to the original yeah. uh, uh, person that, that they're, talked to. They're, they're a two way proxy is what they that's, are. That's the word I was trying in, to in think IT terms, proxy. In yes. IT terms, they're a two way proxy. You're exactly right. Yes. So when they do all that, they wrap every response in all of their verbiage and they filter and they they content scrub too oh i haven't noticed that yes because man you know if if um if you put in like other email addresses or uh structured phone numbers or stuff like that it's like they run regex on some on some of the content oh i have i guess i haven't got to the point of trying to do that mm-hmm. oh okay well, I don't, I don't see it on I don't see it on everything, but I've seen where some some things where I put my phone number in there, it's stripped out on the other side. Well, and why so, you almost with a lot of things you have to get to a point where you're trading a phone number. Yeah, I, I, and I don't I don't know. I mean, because I know I've sent phone numbers, mm-hmm, and I regardless. have too. And some of them make them, some of them don't. So so I'll get things I'll get things from potential buyers on Craigslist, and it's like one word. Yeah. Or I'll I've had stuff up for my neighbor still like furniture. It? Still got it. And it's like what they i assume it's what they offer but you can't find it in all the stuff craigslist wraps around it in the email and like like their standard disclaimers and all that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah. and it's like what is it's just yeah honestly it's more work than it's worth a lot of times so you're right it is but this time it paid off yeah (laughs) well i've talked i've talked about the cupert that i've got yeah i was just like you mentioned i was uh, uh, upfront and honest with the person that had it, mm-hmm. and uh, he got into a situation where somebody was trying to get a hold of it and offering more money, and, yeah. and I was just honest with him and uh, communicated with him, and I ended up with a game. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so anyway, centipede, yeah. centipede. Yeah. So the centipede. So you know, so I get in touch with the guy, make arrangements, and uh, run out to his uh, run out to his location, and uh, you know, play test the game, look at it, and everything like that. And the side art on it is beautiful. Okay, and Brent, this is one of the earlier centipedes because it has the pink and the purple uh, in the side art. Okay, and I know you just turned around and looked. Yeah, at I yours. didn't know there was an early. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to take a picture of it and I'll send it to you Where's because the, this, like. Like mine's got that orangish red in the eyes. Is that where the pink is no, at? No, 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 no. It's further down the side art, like in the mushrooms. It's like uh, it's so, like part of the side tent on some of the mushrooms and okay. stuff like that. So, so this one could be that. It, or can it, you tell that it's not by looking at the top? Uh, it is not by looking at the top. Okay, uh, right. I, at least I don't think it is. Okay, okay? Right. I don't know. But um, I, I'm my Googling. centipede, my centipede, and the, my real nice centipede in my game room. In this centipede, they're definitely, um, they're, they're definitely, it definitely, they definitely have a good range between the serial numbers because the artwork is not colored the same. Oh, my artwork looks flatter from a color tone, you know, from a Pantone perspective mm-hmm. than this centipede artwork does. It's very, it's not. Nice and vibrant, and has a lot more color to it, and everything. So, so you're and, keeping that cabin. You're giving your brother yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, fortunately, he doesn't listen to the show, so I, I, you know, I have full prerogative on that. But anyway, this this cabinet is in this cabinet's in great shape. It just has one little uh, nick in it where some of the side art is peeled back, but that's just on one side and. I can't throw the baby out with the bath water because of that, because it, the, the cabinet was just way too nice otherwise. Okay. 
I'm looking at pictures here. Okay. All yeah, right. So what you're talking about, like you talk about like pink, the, some of the yeah. pinks, uh-huh. yeah. like around the fang of the centipede and around the tongue as it sticks out, it looks like it's like sh- drop shadowed in that pink. Yeah. And I, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture. I'll, you know what I need to do? No, see this one. Mine isn't because like, look, look under, as you're looking at the centipede, see the arm that's uh-huh. in the background kind of like over that star looking thing yeah how mine's got yellow yeah. in there this art has got pink in that yeah. space yeah okay, okay. gotcha right. so so this one had this one is colored in that in that fashion gotcha. okay and it look i mean it, it's very uh visually appealing okay not not orally appealing yeah <laughs> well it is when the game's running and you listen to it but you know but this is very that's visually audio appe- that's audio 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 <laughs> There's a couple words. Yeah. That, you you and I should take up second careers butchers. Uh, well, How about a, that? There's a couple words that I cannot say. Yeah, and, and that was one of that them. That is one okay, of them. Okay, fair enough. We'll just okay, so yeah. we'll just skip that. And we okay. We'll get into the I, other. I'm, I'm gonna save you the embarrassment and I'll roll it back nothing on myself. Pro, How about nothing it? profane, yeah. but there's just a couple words that Brent can't say. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But um but anyway, the centipede looks good, okay? And Works fine. Uh, it does have a fair amount of monitor burn to it, and so I'm going to have to decide whether or not I, you know, I tube swap it or, or what I do with it. Uh, but outside of that, the, the thing plays great. It runs great. It, it, it's it's in really good shape. So I so I make a deal on on the centipede. Okay, we get we get to a number, and it's like it's a number I can live with, you know, condition wise and everything like that. And I'm like, it's for my brother. But nonetheless, it's something I can work with, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm good with that. So I'm picking it up and I take it home, and uh, you know, get it cleaned up and ready to go. And uh, my brother is just going to love it, and I and I'm going to be happy because I'm going to give my brother something that's going to make him really happy. You know, you so, so wheel I'm, it into the wedding. Um, no, I, I'm going to give it to him before, right before the wedding. Okay, so that he's got it, and uh, as soon you know, and they can they can play it whenever they want to play it. You know, so uh, that's that's how that's how I'm going to handle that. But uh, I'd wheel it into the wedding. Wheel it into the wedding. Yep, that would be pretty sweet, Dude, I'd wouldn't it? I'd wheel it right into the wedding. I mean, do you, or the reception. Ah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. that would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? You know, honestly, if you wanted to, you and I could get together on that. We could get it in my truck or something, and um, or figure out some way. Or you know, if you we could, uh, do, we could power it off some batteries, you know, or something like I, that. Where's he going to have his reception at some Amish village or something? I, they I, don't going to have. They won't. No, they're actually going to have it at uh, Shaker Town. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shaker Town Village, so yes, Brent, there will be nothing but straw brooms and uh, and a bunch of people churning butter. So yeah, <laughs> you didn't expect that for an no, answer. I didn't. <laughs> it's like, awesome. And I don't know what was. I I, I really I'm. <laughs> Uh, that and the look on your face because you're you were like i'm so gonna lay this down on you yeah yeah but it's true man shaker town village so everybody listening just you know hop up and search this hop on the hop on the internet and search this up shaker town village in shaker town kentucky you'll see exactly what i'm talking about okay so with all that the centipede is ready to go so let, let so the meat of this story is and everybody's probably going gosh i just wish he would go on with this but Brent, the guy was a, uh, I'm not going to say a small prior operator, mm-hmm. okay, because I have no idea how big he was at one point, but he had a stash of stuff, okay? okay. And he asked me, he said, so he, he goes, um, 
you know, he asked me why I was buying the game. He goes, are you just going to flip this and sell it? Or, you know, what do you plan on doing with it? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I mean, I collect these things. I love these things. Did, did you I, push the podcast? Uh, no, I did not. <sighs> no, I did not. So sorry, dude. That, I, if if I'm in a mind. line, if yeah. I'm a, in a line at Qdoba and there's a nun behind me, you're I'll telling hand, her about the podcast. I'll hand her a card. Oh, good for you, man. I need to. I need to get better about All that. Right. But, fail, uh, fail, fail. Hashtag fail. But uh, the thing is, so I was telling him about you know why I'm buying the game and everything like that. And he goes, so he goes, do you work on these on these games? I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to, love to. I work on them more and I play them actually. And uh, he goes, well, he goes, I think I got some stuff you might be interested in. And I'm like, really? So what what have you got? So he took me in the back the, of his storage facility. Secret room. He, well, I mean, he he actually wound up having a fair a fair amount of stuff. Okay, not not super huge or anything, but a fair amount of stuff. And um, and so you know, he kind of took me around his storage facility and showed me this and showed me that. And he had a stash of coin doors. Okay. Okay. So you, I was praying that this wasn't going to end with the words inappropriate touching okay. no 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 and there's no candy handed out okay, of a van right. here or anything like that okay, all right. so he had a stash of coin doors i went through those and i found a really really nice single slot uh nintendo coin door okay mm-hmm. and this is uh the three knuckle version uh the three knuckle hinge version so it, it's i mean it's legit from back in the day not a repro or you know what's not the, a knockoff or anything like that the, the piano hinge mm-hmm. has got is there's three knuckles to the piano hinge Oh, so okay. instead of having just this, like, uh, um, like fifty. Yeah, instead of having fifty, there's three on the top and three, three on, the on the bottom. bottom. Okay. Yeah, and, and that gotcha. Maybe hold on, it may be three on the top, three in the middle, three in the bottom, something like that. Okay. But but where there's a hinge, there's three knuckles to the hinge. Okay. okay? And um, so the, it's not like there's twenty or thirty alternating. No, it's not pi- like okay, it's okay. not like a big long piano hinge okay. or anything All like right. that. I have to, yeah, I have to look. I have to look that. that up. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, so this is a single slot version of the door, and the, those doors are very hard. They're very rare in comparison to the regular Nintendo doors because these single slot doors were used on radar scopes, okay, and the radar scope conversion Donkey Kongs, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the world of Nintendo coin doors, these are kind of the unicorns to have, okay? So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick that up. And, um, and so I found a food fight bezel, okay, and this was in very, very uh, good shape. And uh, Charlie Chuck on this uh, on the food fight bezel has a red shirt on, not striped shirt, okay. And so you know anybody who's that's a, a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know anybody who's a food fight aficionado uh, will know the be- the bezel is a, just a hair faded, but it's in such good shape that I wasn't going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like on the pile okay thank you uh, the next thing that i found was a uh a thief bezel and that's a pacific you know, a, a pack novelty pacific novelty mm-hmm. game i found a really nice thief bezel so what i do brent on the pile on the pile thank you I, I took that now the next thing that i found i was i was stoked dude to find this so you you aren't doing like cartwheels because then that no because the money goes up when you do you're right cartwheels. you seem too happy about no, it no, yeah. yeah dude i had man dude poker face going on over here okay because <laughs> man I, I i worked a lump sum deal on all this and when and, and i am going to tell everyone how much i paid for oh, all are this you? yeah 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 and uh and i'm curious and i want people i want people when they see us at louisville arcade expo or southern fried game room expo i want i want people to tell me whether they do think we, i got a good deal or not do because, i have to, do I have to tell what i gave I'm t- for the vector parts huh do i have to tell what i gave for the vector parts? you don't have to but i sure would like to know <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay all right so 
and and I feel like I got a good deal. I feel like I was fair, but I feel like I got a good deal. Okay, so um, so where was that? Okay, so I found, and these are so so long out of production, mm-hmm. and they did have a repro run once. Okay, a factory repro run. Yes, yes, and that's it. Okay, so this is a pole position cockpit oh, topper. Oh, I, th- I was looking at your notes on the food fight. I thought you were at somewhere else. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Okay, no, go no. ahead. Okay. No, I found a topper, the black powder coat metal topper to a pole position cockpit. Okay. Every one that I have ever seen. Okay. And, and I have never seen one like this. And that's the reason why. What did Whitney do? On the pile. And on the pile. Okay. This is not, this is not a pole position two topper that has all all four of the tracks silk screened on and everything like that this is a pole position one topper that just has the fuji track i don't screened on I've, it i've never even seen a pole position topper no i've seen the pole position two this is a pole position one topper because that, that would have been like um i'm thinking they kitted cockpits because uh-huh. i don't think there was the, i think there was pole position two side art for a cockpit but it came yeah. in the kit like yeah. like when you got the pole position because i've got a new old stock pole position two side art for uprights okay mostly ops didn't put them on because yeah. why i just changed why the the yeah, yeah exactly so i didn't it, and then the, you'd get that topper for the cockpit mm-hmm. it mounts so, it mounts on the back of the cockpit right. facing facing out so that it would be something to catch your eye and you knew it was new games that's exactly I've right never, I've, I've never even seen a picture i didn't know they had one for a pole position one exactly that's the reason why whitney went and on the pile okay when i saw that i was like pay dirt baby you know yeah the food fight stuff is great i love food fight uh it's hard to find food fight stuff it is uber hard to find one of these okay mm-hmm. okay and um and Brandon is in beautiful shape beautiful all it needs is just a little bit of uh simple green and that baby is ready to roll so i'm looking at a picture is that <coughs> Excuse me. is it on metal Yes, it is. Okay, so it's black, silk screened black, on metal. It is okay. silk screened on black powder coat metal okay. is what it is, okay? And like I say, every topper you ever see is a pole position two topper, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I was just so happy to find this thing. I mean, dude, this this is scan quality. This this thing looks like it has never been on a game, and it looks like I, I, well, literally could probably, I could clean it up and scan it and tell. be ready to go. Just look at the screw holes. Yeah. Because you'll know. I mean, a little bit of the powder coat will be scratched. Yeah, or, or whether whatever. you see a little yeah. bit of indention or stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, you know, it, it's got a little bit of, of rust around, like, the the edges, you know, like you know, around the edges of the metal and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it, where it just looks like weather has kind of taken a little bit of a toll to it, mm-hmm. you know, over the how many ever years it's set there mm-hmm. but Brent, i'm telling you that's two percent of what is otherwise a 98 percent like a plus you know it is awesome so uh so yeah so that went on the pile okay and uh the next thing is uh he had a <clears throat> he had a small stack of nintendo vs uh unisystem kits okay, okay. and uh, in most every kit you ever see you know the black snap snap little case suitcase-y looking the thing. little suitcasey looking guy um when you flip it open you always expect to find solid gold inside that case and what do you find 
foam, foam, um, a, a piece of you know tempered glass, and uh, usually and some instruction even, cards. It's not even a piece of tempered glass you could use. It's always the cut corner ones yeah. that they have in the, for the upright. It's crap. The dual, yeah, yeah, it's crap. And so, uh, what I'm saying is, every Unisystem case is a shattered dream. Is what it, is what it is. Okay. <laughs> I opened this one and it wasn't they I opened two up well I went through every single one of them and they were all shattered dreams except for two. And so when I opened them up, uh these two I I found and these have never there's no way these could have ever been used, okay? No possible way. They look too clean. So I found a I found the ROM and PPU sets, okay, mm-hmm. for a versus slalom in a versus Hogan's Alley. Okay. Sweet. So uh, I looked those up on the net real quick because I'm I'm not I don't keep, you know, versus PPU information, you know, cataloged in the back of my head at all times. But both of those PPUs are actually fairly universal PPUs. Yeah. Uh, and wanna, can be used in a lot of different games. I, I wanna say you know, I think the key there, and don't get me there's actually a site where it, when you're going uh, for, through the the rest of this, I have to try to find it. But there's a site that sh- that'll tell you PPU to versus kit, and I think that RP two CO four is the key there. I know you've got one that's a quad zero one or a trip zero one and a trip yeah. zero two. I don't know if that's even important. I think it's the well. I, I'll tell you who has. Yeah. The, I'll, t- I'll tell you who has the best site for this. Uh, John Jacobson, the, the John's Arcade. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yep, that's you, you go about. to his website and then he has an entire section on his website for Viet for versus tech. Mm-hmm. And Brent, he lays it all out there in in the most digestible best way I've ever seen it. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that's the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. that's the one you're thinking of. So I was I was stoked, dude. I mean, there's two very usable PPUs and complete. ROM sets, and then I, then what did Whitney do? I whoosh, put those on the pile, and I left those two cases as shattered dreams for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just went on about my business. Yeah, it does okay. look like there is a difference between the O one and the O two, but yeah. man, there's a ton there's of games. There's a ton of games. Okay, so here's the thing. So as I was making my little pile, okay, he, this guy was going through some of his other piles, and he said, "Hey, do you need some game boards?" And I'm like. Oh, I could always use some game boards. What do you got? And so he said, he goes, well, he goes, I got some over here on the shelf. He goes, I've pulled out. He goes, if you're mostly into the old stuff, then he goes, I pulled out a couple here for you that you'd probably be interested in. And I'm like, well, what what, what else you got? He's like, well, come on over here. You got a flashlight? And I'm like, dude, always got a flashlight. (laughs) You know, you don't go parts hunting without a flashlight. And so shine the flashlight over there. And and Brent, a lot of it was like Marvel versus Capcom and some SNK stuff. And, you know, there there was there was no Neo Geo carts or anything. I I mean, I was when I saw every when I saw, you know, what he of what he had and he didn't really have a lot of what he had. It was all like the Capcom stuff, the SNK stuff Mm -hmm. and everything like that. I was like, man, maybe there's some Neo Geo stuff in out there, there's somebody out there now like what oh, oh they're, 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 they're gonna they're they're slaying me yeah. yeah but here's the thing i can always go back and yep. get it because i know where it's at yep. okay so no big deal if you want to go with me we can go get it all right <laughs> so here's the thing i took what i was interested in all right <laughs> and so i hate to say it but if there were neo geo we, stuff i was gonna hey, get it we've we've talked about this on the show yeah you know we've uh, this is this that is no secret you know um, I, I, I'm transparent, dude. I hold yeah. no secrets at all. Well, I mean, the, 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 it's no secret in that you know Whitney and I we we keep each other in the loop for the most part. You know, and this was obviously well, something I, you, I wanted to hold this back so yeah. we could talk well, about well, it on I the mean, show. I mean, you walked into this. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. I could, this was t- this was total. 
catch Whitney off the cuff. Yeah. Lucky Whitney had money in his pocket because if I didn't have money in my pocket, Dude, oh. I wouldn't have been able to come back and get you, it. You want a pro tip? Always Hashtag pro tip. take hundreds more yeah, money. That's exactly right. Always take more money. Yeah. I think I've, I know I've, I think, I know I've said this on the show. If you buy a game from somebody, even if you think it's the only game, yeah. ask them if they've got another game. <laughs> well, my, my Pac-Man, yeah. the one that, you know, that I've kind of, that's grown on me. Yeah. The lady I got it from had it in a, in a spare room off of like our laundry room in storage. Yeah, exactly. And it, that's not what I went there to buy. <laughs> that's, I, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, no, no, you're right. And, and, and it's, it, that, that's a good piece of arcade collecting uh, advice right there. You need to take hundred dollar bills with you. Okay. And you need to take more than what you need. Yes. And that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Okay. So, and I didn't plan on spending any more than what I was willing to give for that game. But fortunately, things worked out, you yep. know? Okay, so so, so me and the dude are rifling. <laughs> it sounds like the big Lebowski, doesn't it? <laughs> me, me and the dude. dude. Um, so me and the dude are rifling through his smallish stack of boxes, okay? And yeah, I'm like, okay, is there any Neo Geo stuff in there? Nah, there's not. So it's like, okay, the Marvel... You know the Marvel versus Capcom this and K stuff. I'll, I I know it's there. Catalog it. It's it, and it'll sit there. Trust me. And it's been sitting there for a long time. What he did pull out though, Brent, of what was immediate um, interest to me were two things. Okay, and these and this first one was in the Atari box. All right, and that's when I started to get excited because <laughs> I thought it was going to be some vector stuff. I really did. I was like, I was like, oh sweet mother of pearl, <laughs> let that be a major havoc board or a quantum board or something like that. But it was, it, it wasn't vector, but it was the next best thing. This was a factory food fight kit. Sweet, <laughs> okay, to a factory kit, a factory kit to convert another. Did they do that? I have no idea. Maybe it was a replacement. Okay, maybe it was like you ordered the board. And the 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 joystick and everything. Let me tell you what was in it. Okay, okay. Tell, oh, okay. Let's so, talk about what was okay. in it. Okay, it was in an Atari box with the packing and everything was there. Okay, so okay. I can only assume that at some point this was in this was ordered but never installed. As Brent, I'm telling you, this stuff ain't this. It's not been used. It's not been used. Okay, so what was in the kit? All right, um, brand new unused PCB. All right. Mm -hmm. Never has even had a uh, harness on the fingerboards. You can tell. Okay. It's it's beautiful. There's not there was not an iota of dust on this board. Okay. A food fight PCB and the filter board. Okay. Okay. I was pretty happy about that. Continue rifling through the box. And uh, in I started getting a smile on my face, okay, <laughs> because in that same box was a completely 100% unused gimbal joystick, okay, with all the brackets, the gimbals, the pots, the joystick, and the knob, okay, mm -hmm. linkages, everything, and the control panel wiring harness and the buttons for the control panel. Oh, wow. Completely unused. Completely unused. All you, right. Now, did, did it have any kind of manual or anything in the box? No. Mm -mm. And did it? I mean, did it look like it was packed like that to ship, or was there airspace in there? Or like there, there was there was airspace. Okay, so it looked to me okay like it was um, it was ordered from Atari and then gone through mm -hmm. or cataloged when when it was received mm -hmm. and then shelved and then never used. Okay. 
That's what it looked That's like to wild. me. Okay, because I, I was wondering if it was a kit. Like I had a Crystal Castles once that was a factory kit. Okay, to go into like a kangaroo Arabian type cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it, have you played Arabian? No. It, it looks like a fun game. Never played it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, it's, it's a game I've so always kind of liked to have had. The cabinet I had, a, I remember, yeah, it was a kangaroo cabinet. Yeah. And uh, it the at first I thought someone had just put this in it, but you once I opened it up and looked at it, you could tell that it was a factory cut control panel. Gotcha. And it was, so it was a kit offered from Atari to convert. And that's where I was wondering. Maybe this was part of. I, I think this was part of that. Okay, although I don't. Or really, something similar. Yeah, something similar. This to me looks like something you would have ordered to repopulate a food fight cabinet that was converted to something else. Because I don't really know what or you spare would have, parts or spare parts. Because I don't really know of anything that you would put food fight parts in to mm-hmm. make a food fight other than a food fight. Yeah. You know, it, I, I just maybe it and, happened. I don't know. I just don't think if so. they're going to have a conversion kit, it's going to be like they did with the. The major havoc to Tempest. Yeah. They're going to provide you a control panel. Yes, you know y- exactly. And this had no control panel. Um, so, so yeah. So PCB filter board. K, the K. Oh, I'm sorry. The cage harness. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The board cage. Okay, it had a board oh, wow. cage in it. Okay, and uh, so the PCB, the filter board, the board cage, uh, a complete a complete gimbal joystick. The that joystick, almost sounds the, like the control it was a panel. Kit. Yeah, the control panel harness and the buttons. That almost sounds like it was a kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, so, does that joystick have the same pattern as a typical? No, it's wider, isn't it? It's it, bigger. It's 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 bigger and wider than a. Than I meant a the bolt one. pattern, huh? The bolt pattern. The bolt pattern is very wide. Yes. Okay, I was yeah, wondering. It, I was it thinking is. it's pretty wide. I was like, I, now I I can't definitively say that it's wider than anything Food else. Fights a single button game. I was wondering if it was like a conversion for like a, a kangaroo. You know, you just well, it, the joystick will fit. It's a it's a button per side. I, I, I don't. It is yeah. a button per side because you just have a throw okay, button yeah. for the but food. The, the pattern for the joystick is different. I think the pattern for yeah. the joystick is different. I'm pretty sure it yeah, is yeah anyway and so uh, so anyway so that was in there and he's like Are you, would you be interested in this no i'm like no I, whoosh, on the pile okay the next thing he pulled out was something that i really had no uh no idea well i didn't i never thought i'd find the food fight stuff there but i had no idea that i would find this but then when you know i looked at the thief bezel you know when i found the thief bezel then this all kind of makes sense and I have no, I do not have a thief to put this in. I don't even have a Pacific Novelty cabinet to put this in. But I sure as heck, kept it clean, <laughs> sure as heck was not going to let this sit there. Okay? So this, Brent, was a Pacific Novelty thief kit. Okay? Bust the box open, and there's all the PCBs for thieves. So had the box ever been opened? It had. Okay. Yeah, the box had been opened. Okay. Well, I said bust it open, but I'm thinking more of a, you know, rah, 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 you yeah. know, this bust this baby <laughs> open. Open the box. So, yeah, the blister tape had already been cut open and everything but like that. But was the box, like, just a, a, a generic box, or was it actually actual it, pacific novelty okay. box it had their logos and it had their stuff. logo on it had the styrofoam in it it had it, it had all the paperwork in it you know so i mean everything was there now there's no harness there's no harnesses inside this box okay but what it was it was it was the complete pcb kit okay because there's i think uh, there's either two or three boards that make up that pcb kit okay, okay. or that pcb make up the pcb the pcbs for the game mm-hmm 
and I'm not a thief expert, dude. So if I'm butchering this for thief fans or Pacific novelty fans, I, I apologize. My knowledge of Pacific novelty I've games never, is very, it's minimal at best, but, but I've never played it. I've played it in MAME. It, it's fun. But the thing about it is it's Pacific novelty. It's rare. It's unique. And it was sitting there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to walk away and let it just continue to sit there. Okay. I was like, if I ever get a thief, this is going in it or, you know, something to do. Honestly, I may just decide to sell it to somebody who's restoring a thief. You know, I, somebody out there is going to get some use for it. Okay. And so, and, and dude, this, this is stuff had never been installed, Brent. It was, it is so clean. And in that box was also the monitor bezel. Okay. And the trans light for the marquee. All right. And all and all of the um, and all of the paperwork and instruction manuals and, and everything like that. OK, well, that's cool. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So total cost, n- not not the centipede game. OK, so the game I paid separate for. OK, so so let, let's rewind this. All right. So what did Whitney have on the pile? Whitney had a very nice food fight bezel. OK, glass, a very nice. Pacific Novelty Thief Bezel, okay? Great shape. Not as nice as the one that was in the kit, because the one in the kit had never been installed, okay? It was... It was... Oh, okay, okay, so that's two... Okay. So All I right. now have two Thief Bezels, okay? Right. Uh, pole Position Cockpit Topper, the uh, Pole Position 1 Cockpit Topper, the Single Slot Nintendo Coin Door, two Nintendo Versus ROM and PPU sets, okay? The Food Fight Kit, which is... The unused PCB, the filter board, the board cage, a complete, 100% complete gimbal joystick, and wiring harness, okay? Mm -hmm. A Pacific Novelty Thief Kit, which is all the PCBs, the monitor bezel, and uh, the uh, marquee, and all the documentation. Everything out the door, $300. You did good. I think so. Yeah, I think you did real well. I mean, that's you're in the money in the food fight stuff. Bingo! Yeah, that's my th- that's my thought exactly. I mean, you're the the. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Was it? Well, he, here's here's how it actually went down. Okay, you want to know how it went down? He priced me the food fight stuff first. Okay. Okay. He was looking at it and he goes, "I don't think food fight was really that common of a game, so I don't I don't think that stuff could be really worth a whole lot of money." And I'm like. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, what do you want for it? He's like, mm, would you give me 125 for it all? And I'm like, yes, I will. Thank you very much. 125 on the table. Done. And that's the food fight kit, joystick mm-hmm. board, all the stuff that goes along with it. Okay. And then the other, you know, the other um, 175. Okay. Was the balance on everything else. Yeah, so, I don't think you did bad. Not I don't all. think I did bad at all. Not at all. I, I, I'm thinking back, and you'd mentioned, uh, and I was confusing this when you were talking about like a rerun of that pole position. Now, piece. now here's the thing: I'm, I'm, the, the pole position cockpit topper for pole position two has been rerun right. one time back in the back, you know years and years ago. I was thinking of a factory rerun on the joystick. Because if, if memory serves, the factory... You mean the food fight the joystick? The food fight joystick. Oh, I have no idea yeah. if that was ever factory rerun. There I was, couldn't even tell you. There, the difference is, is white parts versus black parts. Oh, 
Yes, on the gimbal, on on the, on, on the right. gimbal, on the gimbal connections and everything so like if that. You, if yes. you've never played Food Fight, mm-hmm. Food Fight has what looks like a, a typical joystick with kind of a bigger black ball on it maybe a slightly bigger than what you typically see on your everyday wicko ball top it's, joystick it's definitely a bigger ball and yes the shaft itself is also larger in 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 it's of a in it is of a larger circumference right as well. yeah that's what i mean yeah, yes yeah. yeah so it's probably twice the circumference of your typical wicko joystick it's and, stout and it's it's an analog stick mm-hmm. so there's two potentiometers one on each axis yep and it's just not like up and down oh no it's full rotation it's it, it's full 360 degree rotation and then i kind of like kind of like a monroe stick if yeah. it, it, it it has the same it doesn't operate the same way no it doesn't because a monroe is is a four is a four-way stick that it's has just got four switches it on just it. has four switches uh the gimbal joystick is is like since it's potentiometer controlled it it has like infinite you know it's valued within the ranges right. of the potentiometers so is, does food fight actually take advantage of that like if you go farther to the right he runs faster oh now that i don't know uh, you know i've not played enough that's a of good it. question i don't know so you lean into the stick does charlie yeah. does charlie chuck because run faster that, yeah because that's good what question you, with the with the potentiometers on it it's like there's a potentiometer on the pedal of a pole position uh-huh. so that's how it knows if you're pushing farther yeah. or not yeah it just reads the position of that that pot yeah and so you've got two of these on this joystick, so it could literally read if you're to the right and, and how down. far to the right. And how far in are you pulling down right. while you're still pulling right. right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, so yeah. the, the connectors, there's kind of like these half moon shape um, plastic like a half moon shaped plastic frame mm-hmm. that goes front to back and side to side under that joystick and those have little connectors off of them that turn the pots yeah so all those mechanisms it's it's, it's a complex joystick it, it is yeah and that that stuff can break yes indeed and now and they they atari had a like a rerun like a beefed up version i think the white they were done in white well that's what this joystick is it's okay. fully white okay right. it's not black my understanding is is that the black plastic parts were the initial oh, run exactly that's and my the white too. plastic parts were a revised right. a revision to those parts so yeah this so, jo- this joystick is completely decked out in the white parts. i've seen the white revision parts sell for astronomical S- amounts stupid money astronomical money yes yeah so yeah i think you you you're in it you did very very well Well, thank you i I feel like i i feel like i'd negotiate well let's put it this way i thought he was so fair on the food fight stuff that i gave him what he asked for and then the other 175 dollars we haggled okay Mm -hmm. and we negotiated the rest of it down to Mm -hmm. to a to uh an amount that i thought was was livable for from my side so yeah so by the time i bought the centipede and by the time i bought this stuff yeah i mean i was out of there for a few bills but dude i mean yeah i think you're doing just fine i think i did pretty good Mm -hmm. so yeah so i had a really good time you know and uh yeah you know it was one of those things that just completely and totally uh kind of caught me off guard but at the same point uh always ask you always ask and you know and uh i told him the story behind what i was doing and how i collect the games and and he was concerned that i was going to flip stuff Mm -hmm. and when and, and i could tell when i told him that no i collect i restore i have a game room at my house i love to play these games 
his tone changed because he wanted to make sure that I wasn't just going to go in there and and pilfer him and then eBay it all. So the was very this next the day. only complete game that he had left? No, he had a few others. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he had a few others. Yeah, he had a Miss Pack and he did have a Neo Geo and I, you know, he had. He had a few others, but um, I. Well, how was this one? So, I mean, were they all in his home? I mean, was this? He, he had a separate storage facility. Okay. Yeah, right. like separate separate storage building. You mentioned or it something. was so nice. I just wondered if it lived a long life in his house. It very well could have. It, it very well could have. Because centipede. But, but I it, mean, but it had been on. It, it had done some hours because the monitor, the monitor's got some. I mean, it's well, got I mean, some burn. You could you could turn it on in your house and leave it on. You know, indefinitely. I mean, and it'll get burned whether it's played or not. Most most of the operators I've met, I mean, well, all the operators that I've met, to them, it's it's equipment. Yeah, and and a lot of them, the hobby thing is that they don't understand it. To them, it was equipment. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I bought it, and you know, it. I had it on twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and. If I've got, if I happen to have a game in my house, I could see where they just leave it on. Yeah, just leave it on. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, I, I don't really know. You know, I didn't really ask a whole lot about it per se. You I'm know, it, it was, uh, it was, it was nice. It was nice. So I, I'm happy with it, and uh, whichever one my brother gets, he'll be happy with too. Because the, the other one that I have is is in great shape too. So <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of like six of one, half dozen of, of another, really. Um, but uh, the uh, you know kind of getting back to the you know I guess oh the, you know the what the most surprising thing of that entire story is to me what's that uh, that uh, Shaker Village Kentucky actually has a very nice full motion video based website oh they do yes oh sweet does it have brooms on it uh, I see horses okay well that, that's legit um, I mean horses yeah there's more then horses. you have pictures of people making brooms there's canoeing uh, uh, oh a beehive yeah oh. <laughs> I love, I do so, love honey. So you know, so uh, we might not be able to plug the game in there, but they've got an awesome website. <laughs> you know, they, I guess they, you know, hey man, they 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 hired out to the best. How about that? Yeah, so yeah. okay, so uh, you know, so getting back to what I should have done over the course of the month, uh, Brent, I you. you You'll be proud of me. At least I did work on this. I got my Flipper Fidelity ACDC sound samples uh, pulled off. I've got them in Audacity, and I've been working on getting getting them ready to play here on the show. Mm-hmm. But honestly, dude, I just haven't had time, and um, I, I just I just haven't had time. But it's on my list, and uh, I am looking forward to getting them on the show and and uh, walking through the whole Flipper Fidelity scenario. So I have not forgotten about that at all. But guess what? I had some time to work on this month, Brent. I worked on my oh. zookeeper. <laughs> oh, I did. I worked on my zookeeper, and, it, I, was and, and say- I can I can hear the the internet doing a collective this <laughs> like that because Whitney worked on a zookeeper. Believe it or not, so. Uh, so I, I, I started working on uh, repinning some of the harness, and I, I've done some of that work prior, okay? But I was just kind of, you know, pedaling my way through, you know, working on the harness and everything like that and repinning that. So that's been going good. But um, here's the thing, Brent. Uh, you know, I've talked about tube swapping on the 4900 for that game, mm-hmm. and, and it, it needs it. It needs it something awful. But what I have come to realize is, uh, and I was planning on, what's the best way of saying this 
I've hooked and crooked for a while. Okay, that's the best way to say it. Okay, okay. And when I say hook and crook, like when I work on a monitor, I'll put it, I'll put it back in the game, fire it up, and I'll adjust it in the game. You mm-hmm. know, so I do a lot of back and forth. I do a lot of cussing. I do a lot of stumping my toes, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, bumping into the side of the cabinet and making the condition of the game worse than it was when it, when I walked by the There's prior this time. Cool thing. Yeah, it's called a bench rig. No, it's called yeah. a mirror. Oh, mirror. <laughs> Yeah, they're that's too newfangled for me, Brent. So don't, don't look into them because they'll steal your soul. Yeah, I know, I know. There's, it's, it's, I'm scared of them, man. You know, and uh, my uncle was an Indian. He was a very, he was a, a lifeless Indian, but that must have been the reason why. But anyway, no, that's a that's a camera. They were afraid of cameras. cameras. Yeah, cameras. My bad. And uh, I can hear the groans from here. But uh, anyway. Um, so my daughter, I would. So my daughter Grace. I mean, I would ask her to sit in front of monitors and tell me, you know, better, worse. Is it getting closer to converged or off? And and Grace would actually. Grace has actually helped me work on a lot of monitors, you know. But the thing about it is, that's not New always. Generation. Yeah, exactly. But that's not always handy. And so I'm sitting here, you know, working on the Zookeeper, kind of figuring out my plan for swapping the tube and, you know, getting you know, getting the monitor kind of put back together. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's like I'm done with this. So in order for me to, and this is a self-imposed ban, okay? In order for me to finish the zookeeper, I have told myself that I'm not going to do this in in a a hook and crook manner. I have finally broken down and committed to building myself a bench rig. (laughs) You got to have the right tool for the job. And and Brent, I've I've become so frustrated with how I've done things in the past that it's like, I can't, I'm not going to do this anymore. So, um, I've still been working on the harness, okay? But I have gone through the process and I'm building up a bench rig. Now, here's the great thing about this, okay? So... Uh, I'm detailing this process as I go. I'm taking, I've taken notes and pictures of every part that I've used, the part where I've bought the parts, eBay, Lowe's, whatever it may be, okay, to build this thing out. And uh, see, I, I just took a picture of mine done. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, in all fairness, I, no, I, I get that. In all fairness, I the one I had was yeah. someone had already built. Okay. And I, I got it in a deal, okay, and uh, I modified it, so I didn't go through it in deal. Okay, so yeah. so I'm going through this from a pile nothing. of parts yeah. of nothing, building it into something. Now, let's talk about this for a second because I have I have elected to do things in a very Whitney type fashion. Okay, which for anybody listening to the show for any length of time knows the following three things about when Whitney says he's going to do something. Okay, number one, it's going to be overkill. All mm-hmm. right, number two. It's going to be completely overbuilt and way more than I needed to start with. Okay, I just need a I just need a switch and an ISO. It's going to be so much more than that, though, Brent. And the third one is it's going to look pretty pimpy when it's all said and done, you know. Because again, I am I appeal to the visual side of things. Okay. Or the visual side of things appeal to me. It's, it's going to have its own mini cabinet. No, it's going to look pretty sweet. So, so at the end of the day, it's going to be like really sweet. Okay, so I, I was, you know, I'm pretty particular, and I was just finally tickled when I spent the time to zip tie all the wires together. <laughs> so it wasn't just stuff laying everywhere. Well, that, this much is true, and I get that. And this will have this will have that feature set as well, Brent. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, prominently feature the zip ties on this as well but here here's my here's my take on on the bench test rig so here's what i'm doing at a high level okay so you know i've I've built this i've built i'm building this in mind brand to where i can run both a switching power supply and a jamma harness set up on this as well as a monitor iso okay Mm -hmm. uh so i can use one 
one bench setup to both power a board, okay, and even a classic arcade board, not just a JAMA board, but a classic arcade board with some JAMA with some JAMA adapters, mm-hmm. okay. So I'm going to have a JAMA harness, a JAMA harness wired up to the to the switcher and all that kind of stuff, um, ready to go, and um, and then of course you know I said the, the monitor ISO, but I have sought out and with your help you were you were able to find one of these, and I was also able to find one of these through digging digging through. Um, Quite quite a bit, and uh, through help with uh, through through the help of some someone for a listener from Facebook who hooked me up with a bundle of stuff as well. Okay, and he's like, I got a, I got like this bundle of ISOs. You know, if you're interested in it, let me know. You know, twenty five bucks at yours. It's like. I think I see what I need in there. Send it on. So, mm-hmm. so, so anyway, so I've, I, I was able to get hold of that and I'm using an ISO out of a Centuri game, Brent, because they have taps on the secondary side for both 100 volt and 110. So I could use the same ISO to run a Nintendo Sanyo monitor as well as your standard Geo 7 4900 K7000, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to run, you know, raster, not vector. Okay. And so I'm, I'm, so I'm wiring all this up to where I have an electrical outlet that I can plug the game board in or I can plug the monitor into. And I'm, I'm running it through a switch to where I switch, I can switch between the output lugs on the ISO and flip a switch in the monitor in the out outlet is now carrying hundred volts flip the switch it's now carrying 110 so i can so you know it's switchable as to which voltage i want to run for the monitor and then i'm just going to wire up a couple output harnesses on it and uh and then away i go mm-hmm. but uh it's it, it should it should be pretty nice when it's all said and done so I, i'm going to be, be very happy with this because i can also use it to bench test my zookeeper board you know after i you know upgrade all of the or you know swap out all the all the uh, uh pin connectors on it and everything like that so the harness connectors on it and everything like that that so i felt this to be a necessary it, it, it's a need you that i've to, got you get to the point where you've just you've well, got well, I'm, at, to, I'm at that point yeah i'm at that I, point i've done that many a time where it's like if i just step back and spend the time to fix my jig uh-huh whatever that jig might whatever be, that jig is then this the the process that i'm going through would be it'll so ha- much simpler it'll be so much yeah. simpler and it'll have huge payoff after i get done with this game yeah because now i'll be able to throw much like what i've seen you do brand i'll be able to throw a monitor on the bench cable it up power it up throw the crafty mech on it and get to t- and get to business you know we talked we talked about those sony uh it's pvm yeah mm-hmm. the pvm pvms it, I, I wanted one of those for so long and it, I just same as you I got tired of dragging like a 13 inch monitor out on the de- on the bench yeah when I was testing a game because it, it's just like okay well I gotta go with that I gotta bring it in here yeah and I gotta lay the wiring down and it takes yeah. up so much space and I yeah. could break it and, and I know and uh, I, I'm just I finally said all right I'm just gonna finally break down and do the research Buy the PVM, uh-huh. just like you're in, and build the, heart, set it build up, the harness, and, and then it's just yeah. right there. Yeah, I just plug into it. Well, I, I'll tell Done. you I, when you uh, when you showed the link, when you um, gave the link to that on man, man, that's been several episodes ago, but it's back in it's it's mm-hmm. in the show notes. You could go to our website and just search PVM, and you would find it. Um, I wound up buying one of those as well, one of those eight inch PVMs, yep. color PVMs. I'm going to set that up for my bench. I'm I'm going to do that yep. so that I don't have to drag a Geo Seven out every time I want to test a board. And the, those those Sony PVMs are made for use in the field. Mm-hmm. They are they're rugged, rugged. You yes. can hit it with a hammer. You yeah. Know, so there's 
uh, you don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so Brent, so I mean, I took a step forward with a zookeeper, but I kind of took a step backward at the same time. But but Whitney will be so much more uh, self proficient when this is done. Or I'm sorry, self sufficient when this is done, and I, I'm I'm very happy with what I'm doing. So, am I working on the zookeeper? Not really, but am I working on the zookeeper? Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, you know, yeah, so you yeah, so it's all good. But I, I've taken a ton of pictures of this as I've been going through and setting it up. And uh, when it's all said and done, I'll get the pictures edited down, and uh, you know, uh, I'll get them cropped and everything where they look good and then we'll stick them up on Facebook and I'll put descriptions on them and everything like that and then if anybody wants to build one they can get this parts list and stuff like that and you know Brenda I think what I'm going to do is uh, well you know I'll, I'll get this all you know factored together and documented this would be a cool thing to talk about while we're down at uh, SFG as well oh yeah that'd be yeah. sweet the yeah. build out the build up on one of these would be sweet because I, I've documented which ISO you need okay you need a very specific ISO to do what I'm doing mm-hmm. and they're not that easy to find okay there's, a, there's other ways to do it if there, you there are do, yeah. you could do a variac or you could do yeah. some others or you could stub up a couple of ISOs on the board you could get it you could get a Nintendo ISO the, the concept overall is very adaptable to what you may have at your disposable very your true dis- very at true. your disposal yes and you yeah. May just have to use more wire, more connectors, and two ISOs to get it done. Yeah. I wanted to use one ISO, and I wanted to make it look sweet with a switch and an out power outlet and everything like that. Because you know, all the Nintendo monitors have a have a normal power plug. Yeah. You know, they 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 expect to be plugged into a normal receptacle. Right. So, but of course, in in for folks out there that a Nintendo not, not monitor a, not a 110 volt yes, receptacle, right. a 100 volt receptacle. receptacle. That is right. correct. And yes, in the bottom of your Nintendo cabs on that in their uh, their power supply section, if you will, there's uh-huh. a receptacle in there <laughs> with two outlets, and yeah. I believe one is the marquee, one is the marquee, and the other is, is the, for monitor. the monitor. Yeah. Yes, and do they, not plug that into your wall. Do not plug a Sanyo monitor into the wall. Two yeah. things will not be happy: you and the monitor. Exactly. <laughs> How about that? Exactly. So, so Brent, so I guess to kind of you know put a bow on all this, that that's kind of my month. You know, I mean, just through the normal work and schedule, family schedule, you know, and stuff like that. But I feel like I had a pretty productive month. I mean, I was stoked, man, to kind of run up on the stuff oh, yeah, that I run, awesome. run up on, and uh, and then also make some, you know, make some progress on the zookeeper and everything like that. I didn't get to work on pinballs much this month, though, so I, I was kind of bummed about man, that. Man, I've been pin, I've been pinball wall to wall, man. I know you have, man. And I know you have. I, in this in, in this next segment, yeah, we're going to kind of do as I mentioned earlier. We're going to do a deep dive into what I've learned with this cue ball wizard. And well, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it, this because Brent, I know nothing about this. I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. And okay. like I said, if you're not a Gottlob fan, if you don't have any system three stuff, if you don't have any of the premier stuff, don't tune out listening because I'm going to yeah. I'm going to pepper this with just some general okay cool knowledge some things that I've learned and and I, I think everyone will benefit from yeah it. no no I'm looking forward to it. it's been a while since we've done one of these so I'm looking forward to it I always learn something every time so let's do it Brent, it's time for deep dive, buddy. Teach me something. Man, I don't know if I can teach you anything. You're an old dog, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I you know, know what they say about old dogs and yeah, new there, tricks. There is no new trick. Yeah, exactly. So we already talked about getting into the old Gottlob cue ball wizard. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend to kind of be up on the storied history that is Gottlob. You know, because it, it, 
like, I mean, geez, if you think about it, Stern did it, uh, Williams did it. They've all reinvented themselves over time. Mm-hmm. And Gottlieb was... In more than, in more yeah. than one time as yeah, well. Actually, yeah, actually. You know, John Trudeau, we've talked to John uh, multiple times. Oh, yeah. In one of his presentations, he, he was at Gottlieb through a lot of, of their transitions. And I want to say he... I think the words he used was he reinvented or was there for the reinvention of that, of the company like three or four times. Yeah. Like as it had gone through transition of different owners and yeah. different names. So yeah. different personas, I guess. Yeah, you know, for exactly. Like a term. And, yeah. and of course all the technologies that go along with that. So Cubo yeah. wizard is a Gottlieb system three game. And at the time and I'm looking here at um, internet pinball database and they class the manufacturer as Premier Technology. It's a Premier game. So Gottlieb Premier. Gottlieb Premier. Yeah. And they, they have those years as 84 through 96. Okay. Okay. All right. So the other System 3 games. Let's take a look at, at what, see if there's anything that rings a bell here. Uh, barbed Wire. And I've heard a lot about Barbed Wire. I'd like to play one of those barbed games. Barbed Wire. That's the one with Pamela Anderson on Yeah, the, that was a movie yeah. she had. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooks and Dunn, and actually, I just I just put this. This wasn't released, okay? Yeah. So I'm sorry, dude. I, I, dude, I, I like Brooks and Dunn. Music or the pinball game? The music. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I don't mind Brooks and Dunn either. Okay, and, and I do like me some country music. I will say that mm-hmm. it's just an odd theme well, for a pinball machine. It, looking at the date on um ipdb yeah. it's 1996 and man brooks and dunn was they, hot they, they were huge I there's mean, no doubt they were huge that's like doing kiss today kiss today or yeah. acdc today or metallica today I, yeah or I, metallica because actually i mean kiss and acdc are pretty hot yeah but it this was this was when they were brooks and dunn was in their heyday when they were in their prime this would have been yeah. doing like acdc in like 1976 yeah yeah you know, or yep. 78 70, or 78 or 80 well, yeah when back in black come yeah. out and stuff like that so yeah. actually this is kind of topical yeah i just put this on our facebook uh um, brooks recently that the apparently there was a uh We've talked about our Facebook page, and I, and I push it all the time. Yeah, Face- ad nauseum. Facebook.com slash Broken Token. Go yeah. out there, like it. Um, there has been a lot of the Brooks and Dunn screen-printed playfields floating around okay. over the years. Okay. And, they knew uh, all stock? or They were just... Uh, they were printed. The game was never released. And then when Gottlieb, oh. I think it was the last one on the list, so to speak, yeah. right as Gottlieb was shutting down. And then they released it? Well, they made their way out, I assume, in in the clearing of the assets. Oh, okay. So, so, so Brooks and Dunn was never formally released. No, no. But it was... But it's a, but it it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple guys. Interesting. Well, that, that, that well that makes the game even pull, that pull much up more. Pull our Facebook page and look at the article. Okay. Actually, right. it just came out. I think it was the seventeenth. I think it was in the article it was dated the seventeenth of February, where um, a couple guys have gotten a play field. Okay. And they have rounded up. Um, Oh, I see. Uh, some of the game specific yeah, parts. Mich- Mission Pinball. Mission Pinball. Okay. And they're going to build a, a working Brooks and Dunn. Oh, so they, okay. You okay. know, all the pieces and parts are out there. There's a few game specific parts. I, I, re- I got through some of the article. I, ne- I need to actually finish it. But um, it, it was just kind of funny. It was kind of topical. And given the cue ball wizard yeah. so they're going to build one so okay. anyway okay um, now, now this gets interesting yeah. yeah so games people may have actually had a chance to play 
Frank Thomas's Big Hurt. I know that one gets talked about all the time. Yeah. Freddy, A Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a pretty popular game. Mario and Dreddy, Rescue yeah. 911. Okay. Um, are these System 3s or are these Gottlieb's just the premier games? Because this is a pretty wide water world. And memory serves, that was... Um, that was a DMD game. Street Fighter Two, Stargate, Strikes and Spares. So there's there's a lot of games that fall. Um, and this is like I said, I did. Uh, inter- I ugh, IPDB. I always have a hard time with that. Yeah. So these are Gottlieb System Three games. Yeah, I just want to verify my search here. So there's quite a few games out there. Looking at this list, probably one, two, three, wow. four, five, six, this- seven, eight, ten, thirty. <laughs> This is 35, 40 games. This is pretty fascinating, oh, actually. Oh, the, the Brooks and Dunn? Yes. Look at the... Remember earlier in the show, I was talking about the bottom of the play field on this wow. Cuba Wizard? Yeah. Take a look. I know... Oh, that's awesome. It's labeled. It's labeled. It's laid out. That's I mean, crazy. It, it is great, obviously, for the assembler, but for someone working on the game, it's just unbelievable. Uh, man, I, I love learning new stuff, man. This is, this is great. So there's a lot of games... I, I'm, I'm reading this. There's Sorry. a lot of games out there on this platform. And here's one I just noticed. I know uh, Preston and Patrick over at Game Room Junkies have recently talked about this game. I think Patrick and friend of the show Tim got one, A Lights, Camera, Action. Okay. That's came up on their show several times as a game that was sort of underrated, uh-huh. but it's really a fun, fun game. Okay. And uh, they were kind of, you know, ha- half kind of keeping an eye out for one. So Lights, Camera, Action, quite a few games out there that are on this platform. Okay. So when I got, I got the game, it was complete. It was having... As I was told, it was having some problems with uh, um, uh, the gentleman I got it from. I'm trying to remember what he told me. I want to say that he said it was having problems with memory, you know, uh, settings and all that fun stuff. And it was a part that they couldn't get. So it had been set aside and it was in a warehouse for a long time. And (laughs) the funny thing here is, is that um, it (laughs) <laughs> it just needed a battery. <laughs> so, but here, here's the deal. It's just a fuse. But here's the deal. This is a funny thing. If you've got one of these Gottlieb games, yeah. I and I give all the credit here. Here's another one of my one of our forks. I'm going to give all the credit here to the great work out on uh, PinRepair.com. That's like Clay Harrell's site. Yeah, and he's got individual sections for different. Uh, classes of games you know Gottlieb System 3 Williams this Bally that you know so he's got all the information of like typical issues layouts of the boards uh, common parts if it's something that's obsolete like from an electronic perspective like drivers and the driver boards or MOSFETs or whatever modern replacements check check out Clay's site we'll put a link to it in the show notes specifically to the System 3 side Um, and also you know Steve Young, the good folks over at, at Pinball Resources. Oh yeah, I reached out to Steve, and you know he was the source for parts. Yeah. So, so anyway, looking at Clay's site, I flipped the game on, and it comes up, and it gives me this bad U6 error, and it said like control board error, and I thought, okay, well this must be what they were having problems with. So I pulled the MPU out, and uh, um, sure enough, where the the memory RAM is, I could see that they had done some work on the board it was obvious that someone had soldered on it somebody tried to do something with it i'm looking at clay's site and what it basically boils down to is 
is this game won't run with a dead battery like a lot of games will. Oh, I see. So you fire up a game and the battery's dead. It'll go into settings or it'll give you an error and go to default settings, but it'll play. Yeah. This thing. It just, it lies. The way that, from from an IT perspective, we're (laughs) IT guys here. Yeah. I look at it like a bad, a bad code, some bad coding. Yeah. They they could it have been yeah yeah it have been yeah, there's, some, there's yeah. like four people out there that yeah. got that yeah colonel dump yeah it, the code couldn't figure out that the battery was dead it assumed that the ram that it stores setting in was yeah. bad yeah i see and uh you know so you know it have you ever heard of a dallas chip mm-hmm. a lot of games have them basically it's a little battery backed up ram all in one package the battery and the backup ram and all that well, this used a Dallas chip that had that that used a, a an off chip battery. Okay, and when I found it, Dallas didn't make it any longer. Okay. And, and now, to be honest with you, I don't know if Dallas still is around. So the company that I got it <laughs> I from, no, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Who the knows? company I got it from, I got it from Mauser. It runs four dollars <laughs> and seventy two cents. That's my that's my kind of price. Yeah, it's yeah. made by a company now called Maximum Integrated. Okay. So I don't know if that became Dallas. That somebody bought Dallas that then bought them. That because that happens a lot in that that industry. Yeah. I have no idea. So back in the day. You know, I, I don't know. I I didn't have access to the tech that that w- tried to work on this thing ten years ago, or however long it's I, probably more than that because I think the last license sticker on it was nineteen or uh, was two thousand two. Hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, yeah been a while. So you know, back then it may not have been available, and somebody has since made it for some reason, or they I, I don't know. One yeah. way or the other, it yeah. was what it was. So if you've got one of these games. Everybody talks about changing your batteries. Definitely keep your batteries changed. This game, if it if the battery goes dead, the way I'm reading Clay's site and what I'm seeing online, it just it's terrible at detecting it. Yeah, I see. So if it goes low or if it's flat out dead or if it's gone, mm-hmm. it'll come up and it'll give you an error and you think you've got bigger problems. Okay. All right. All right. So the MPU on this thing, it's got uh, these little button cell batteries. It doesn't have the triple A's like a lot of pinballs that we're used to having. It's got a CR2430, and I think that's what Stern used on a lot of their later games. What I ended up doing, it's the same voltage. I ended up... Just remote a battery? Well, no, I put a, I put a 2032 on it. Just oh, the, I see. The, the uber common CR2032. Yeah. I had a bajillion of them around, and I use them in other other things yeah. and i always keep a stock of them and so i just put a 2032 holder on it redid the kind of the crummy solder work and boom she fired right up and was looking at me and she was in attract mode <laughs> like play me yeah let's, i let's was go. i was thrilled oh, so, I, w- I would be too yeah that's awesome so here, here's kind of here's a, ge- a nice general tip you right. know i broke the thing down i was going to do a full clean on it and all that kind of fun stuff and you know I picked this up from a local, Edward Lutz. He's been on the show. Yeah. He told me about this, and I've used it on several games. If you've got posts, flipper bats, it pretty much what I would say is any solid color cast plastic pieces. Okay, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do this on anything that's got any kind of artwork on it, anything silk screened. Okay, so you know what I mean. Star posts. Um, 
uh, I've done this with on on some games. You'll have the little plastic, white plastic acorn nuts that are on tops of posts and stuff like that. Yeah. I've done it with that. Anything that's a solid color plastic piece, like I said, I'll clean it with uh, this the stuff called mean green. Okay. Now, it's not, not simple green. Not simple green. But mean green. Not that power purple <laughs> stuff or furious fuchsia or yeah. just whatever, you yeah. know. It's mean green. Okay. Okay. And you could mean green. I've never even seen this stuff. Uh, well, it's it's not everywhere. You okay. know, because when, when Edward told me about it, I tried to find it. And you walk into a Walmart and they've got literally 14 different some word color. Yeah. You know, simple green. Purple power. They do. Yeah. 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 It's, Just, all, it's all there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You you can buy it online it's meangreendegreaser.com we'll put that in the show notes huh. but family dollar and dollar general stores tend to stock it man dude you know what's great about this is next time i red box a movie at a dollar general store i'll run Walk in, in and, and get, get you I'll some run in and get yeah. me some now i'll show yeah. you the jug i've got a gallon jug in here i might be two-thirds of the way through it okay and i've cleaned i, I don't know how many plastics on i don't know how many machines so do you cut it with water or use it straight what i do use do? it straight up okay so here's what i do i've got a like this little plastic jug and i think it if memory serves i think it was it was either like a protein powder like the, or it might have been some other kind of supplement powder mm-hmm. okay so it's just a small little plastic jug taller than it is wider yeah put them in put all the pieces in the bottom fill it just right up over the plastic parts with yeah. uh with mean green and yeah. i just let it set for a couple days man i wonder if this stuff would be good to clean buttons oh I, you I know bet, i'm sure it would i yeah. never even thought of that bust a button apart and then throw the plastic pieces of button in this stuff i wonder what it would you don't think it would fade the plastic or you don't think it I, would i have not had it or bleach the plastic you know that, you know that that's a good disclaimer yeah. i have not had it destroy anything that i've put in it okay i put flipper back flipper bats in it yeah various color star posts solid color star posts and your like your translucent ones like okay. the the uh cue ball wizard they're amberish yellow yeah. okay they're not yep. solid but they're kind of translucent i've done like i said the little acorn things i'm trying to think of what else i've done i've never had it destroy anything well, that's good to so, know I, I mean simple green if if you don't dilute it down it can it can be kind of caustic man you know if if stuff yeah. sits in oh, it yeah. for any length of time oh i've yeah. sprayed it and got kind of got it in the air in the and you can you can tell it sets heavy on your on your lungs it and your skin it comes into yeah. contact with uh-huh. yeah it absolutely it, yeah it's, it's a little tougher than people give it credit for so no i just go 100 percent. okay uh, um I'll even when I do it, I'll I'll leave it like on the dryer uh-huh. so that it's, you know, it's almost kind of like not tumbling, but to a degree. So like when the dryer runs, you got a little agitation. You get a little agitation. It. Yeah, you know I've even set it over on the furnace. Yeah, like there's a little lip on my furnace right uh, right in front of where the a coil is for the air conditioner. Yeah, and there's just a it's a solid place it's not covering any vents it's out of the way and i'll set it up on that so that whenever the fan turns on to, to you know for the furnace it's a little bit of it shake just gets it. a little bit of shake yeah, yeah and, right you know, on if you ever if you take those pla- the, like a plastic star post off and it's had a rubber just deteriorate and yeah. it just is caked on it and you can't this will chew through that in a heartbeat oh nice so I, you know i'll give it a good shake every once in a while I'll take it up to the sink. I'll pour it out. I'll fill it with hot water, shake it, pour it. Now, just keep going. 
it will actually sud just a very little bit when you shake it. So yeah. it's obvious once you've got it good and rinsed. Yeah. And I just lay all the parts out and let them dry on a towel. Hmm, sweet. Well, that, I, that's I awesome. Had, I had no idea that this stuff even existed. Yeah. It's, it is awesome. Okay, cool. And like I said, your mileage may vary. If yeah. you've got something that you're questioning, I would definitely give it a shot. Okay. But, all right. Um, I, I've used it on, I don't know how many machines at this point. Okay. So, oh, sweet. So the, the, the machine was in really good shape from a working perspective once I got it to boot and you know, the the system three stuff um, they they don't have just your your typical TIP series transistors that I'm used to seeing in a lot of later games to drive the coils and flashers they have uh, for lack of a better term a little newer technology a little newer version of your classic transistor which in these cases is used as a as a high draw switch so in a in a game if you're going to fire a coil generally what you've got is you've got voltage out to the coil from the power supply right and then it travels through the wiring harness back up to the driver board and then you'll see those rows of those larger transistors and when when the cpu slash mpu wants to fire a coil it'll activate that transistor and that transistor will go ahead and bridge the current to ground mm-hmm. and complete the circuit and the coil will fire. Yeah. So the, the, the system three stuff, if you're getting one of these games, it's your first game out. Um, and I'd go ahead, I'd definitely check out clay site. There's no reason for me to get into the specific <laughs> part numbers and, and all that kind of fun stuff here because you know, are you okay, Whitney? Yeah, sorry about man, that. We, we're, that, we're, that. That hurt. We're in Kentucky. That hurt. And man, is the weather? We're right in this real <sighs> weird season good, of these. Good gosh, of, man! Of fluctuating weather, and yeah. we've all got allergies and sniffles, and <laughs> and well, usually when I sneeze, yeah, I, I mean, you know. I wonder what I have to pull back in because I lose I lose some sinus. You know what I'm saying? Because when I sneeze, I sneeze powerful, and I, I had to hold that one back, and it still hurt. So I mean, to, speaking of the weather today, oh. we're recording on a Friday. Yes. What day did it snow? Uh, Tuesday. Snow Tuesday. It yeah. snowed. Was it? Four to five inches, yeah. I think it was here in here in the greater Louisville yeah. area. Yeah, with a low of like eighteen. Yeah, I. I got out that evening about nine o'clock and fired up uh, the plow, yeah. uh, plow my four wheeler with a plow on it to plow my driveway. Yeah, and then here we are, just a few days later. A few days later, and I wore a light jacket to work. Yeah, today. and tomorrow it's going to be above sixty degrees. Yeah, so four inches of snow, four days later, sixty degrees. So that's why we're all sick. That's why you hear him sneezing and me sniffling. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so yeah, apologies, so, apologies in advance. So if you're going to work on one of these games, try to do a little homework before you get in into That's it. That's fair. Yeah. If if you're used to working on Williams or Bally, you're you're gonna have a different set of drivers that you're going to need to work on the game. And one of the things, like with Cuba Wizard, you know, this is something that fortunately folks like Clay had documented they used a run of kind of i guess uh, i'll just say a substandard driver for this game and i think they learned a lesson on it because as best as i can tell they only used it on this game and you know their the take is is just assume they're all bad get rid of them replace them with the driver that's used on all the other games you know so it's about ten dollars twelve dollars worth of parts for a lot of peace of mind so I, I did notice on this thing when i fired it up i had one flash 
circuit that doesn't work had one flash circuit that stuck on and i've got a slingshot that doesn't fire yeah but man that's that's so that's minuscule compared to compared to where you thought you were going to be oh yeah oh yeah yeah. so that's going to be a situation where the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to shotgun this section you know if the takeaway here is is homework because before i really cracked this game open i got in and i understood where I where I really kind of needed to be, what I needed to have on hand. So, like I said, I think I can shotgun these ten parts. I'm not even going to worry about what driver drives what yet, because there's actually other rows of drivers. And then once I shotgun these parts out, then I'll worry about if there's still something left that's not working. So, um, you know, if you don't have a cue ball wizard, you're not going to run into that. All right, no big deal. Like I said, if you're thinking of getting these games and you think you're actually going to have to work on one of them, just just keep an eye out. Next yeah. time you put an order out there, order yourself a couple extra parts. You know that that <laughs> do, RAM. Do like do like I do. Order 10x yeah. and, and yeah. shelve and shelve 8x and uh, throw away 1x because you did it wrong and then use the other 1x that actually does it right. Well, you know, like the uh, that Dallas <laughs> RAM. I went ahead and ordered two of them. Yeah, it's and, it's a smart thing to do. And I had the game working, and I thought, well, just in case something goes wonky, I'm going to go ahead and order a new one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got it. It's in hand. So. Yeah. Now, I don't know if other games do this. I know I know Gottlieb does what I'm about to mention. I don't think I've heard of another manufacturer that did it, at least not kind of in the modern era, like your Williams, Bally, Stearns, or even your even your older solid state games or maybe some some uh, uh em games where they did this but gottlib liked to use thread compound on their studs <laughs> <laughs> so thread, uh, thread locker geez op so i'd for, i had known this in the back of my head and uh, actually i had somebody ask me about it at a show once hey uh, i ran into this how would you do this? Yeah, it's like how, how do you untighten how something you, that was never supposed to be untightened? Right. Yeah. So I'm to go, I'm taking the slingshots apart and I put my tool on the on the uh, on the head of the stud and I, and I go pow and just yeah. break it right off the play field yeah. and I instantly knew what I did. Yeah. Yeah. If you run into this, for, first of all, the lesson my lesson learned is is before I start taking stuff apart because honestly I've done that before. Uh, I've I've gone to run something out and there was it was t-nutted in it wasn't just like screwed into the wood it was instead of having like a coarse thread where it's tapped right into the wood yeah there's a t-nut on the bottom of the play field and then it's a fine thread and it's threaded into like a like a nut in a bolt yeah okay yep. it's locked yep. in <clears throat> yep I Pull, should pulls against the wood right yep. I should have flipped flipped the play field up and saw where all the stuff was at yeah I, so, I see what you're saying on on this game it's obvious which ones have thread lock on them because they're all slathered in this bluish kind of powdery looking stuff it's powdery at this point yeah but like i said i just broke that sucker right off yeah how do you get around that soldering iron seriously yeah take i i have a uh an older inexpensive a soldering a iron? soldering iron i have an older you're gonna have to explain this lower end Weller soldering iron yeah. was my first temperature controlled iron. Yeah. And I use it whenever I'm dealing with something with huge traces that okay. I really have to put some heat in and yeah. I've already got a wide tip on it. Yeah. And so I just leave it on the bench. 
take that soldering iron and use it and heat up the T-nut from under the play field. Okay. And it'll break up that, that thread locker. I see. And I don't... I, I really... At least enough to, yeah. to get it out. You're not yeah. getting it hot enough, in my opinion, where you, you start to take advantage of the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're, you're getting it hot enough where it's it's going to heat up that thread locker and you can spin it back out. So, do, I mean, do you put a set of vice grips on top of the no, stud I, and then, you know, and then just turn, wheel it back out at that no, point the, or what? the stud will have uh, just a normal hex head on it. Yeah. So I just put like a nut driver on oh, okay, it. Okay, fair enough. And, 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 nut, and that's enough. I mean, you can, that that amount of torque a yes, nut driver yeah. will, will back it out at yeah. that point? And okay. actually, it's probably best to use a nut driver because if I put like a quarter inch drive ratchet on it, I'd have more leverage. Yeah. And I'd probably be less inclined to notice that it wasn't warm enough to to come out and not break yeah and you know, snap it off and snap it again. right off yeah again. snap it off flush with the play field and then you've got a different problem yeah. on your hands well here's the thing with the t-nuts yeah all right so for those that don't know what a t-nut is i'm trying to think how to describe this if you've ever looked at the bottom of an arcade cabinet and there's um like uh, a, a threaded what would you call that whitney thread, I, it's almost like a threaded bung you yeah know? it's like a threaded bung that you that, put your leg levelers yeah in. okay that's right those are typically larger t-nuts mm-hmm. okay so uh, it'll have like um uh, I, I, this is this is something so, so that's not working well uh, no, in no, audio so, so here's the media. thing here's the thing yeah, it's a, it's, you a try it. it's a threaded cylinder okay there you go. it's a cylinder with threads on the inside of it right and one, a flange and a flange and that flange has got teeth okay that that point opposite uh, or I'm sorry that point in the same direction as the cylinder okay right. and it's meant to be hammered into wood so or some other surface MDF whatever and those teeth grab into the wood or the MDF and secure it so that when you run something and when you thread something through that cylinder it has no choice but to pull the T-nut pulls it into the wood and it secures it secures that that whatever you're Whatever you're threading you're in, in. Like, yeah. whatever you're threading in, it secures it to a place where you could not put threads originally. You're right. Yeah, and then it also has the advantage if you want to use it this way is it could be flush. Very, and that's one of the great things about it because because yeah. you, you install it with a hammer, you right. know, and yeah, yeah well, you pre-drill a hole, then you install it with a hammer. So yeah. th- you'll run into that on pinballs quite often, yep. where it's a stud or it's something that they want to make sure is in there solid. Yeah. So they'll put a T-nut on the bottom. Yeah. And you know, honestly, they could probably just get a longer stud and then put a washer and a nut. Yeah. But when you're in an assembly situation, you drill the holes for that cylinder, the larger, because the hole has to be a slightly bit larger. Yeah. And then you have a hand full of t-nuts and the assembler puts them in the holes and they just whack them with a mallet yeah. and they're in yeah i okay. think we did pretty good i mean that's coming from yeah. a guy who said untighten rather than loosen exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> this, we do so much yeah. it doesn't work well in an audio I, I know i know i know we i mean we we push this way past yeah. any limit it so, was ever so your leg leveler, your leg yeah. levelers are typically most cabinets those are huge t-nuts yeah these are, are much much smaller yeah so if you're looking at it from the top of the play field you just got a broken off stud well the thing is is that's easy i just took a little drift which you know like a little um i call them a drift i don't know hopefully that's not like a southern thing like a punch yeah and i just put it right there on the top of the stud and just smacked it like with the side of a pair of pliers and it just hammers it back through yeah pick it up out of the bottom of the cabinet toss it put a new one in there yeah it's gone no problem it's all good but yeah if you run into that uh um 
a soldering iron and and let's well, uh, learn something see today. i went out this is this is funny i went picking around in my garage for an old-fashioned soldering gun uh-huh you know you know what i'm talking about oh yes that, that's what i started out with was a gun yeah and it, they're the ungainliest things yeah. you'll ever use you, you can't do arcade or pinball work with them they're not nope. fine enough no all you can do is point all you can do is unplug them from the wall point them at your little brother or sister and go pew pew pew, pew, yeah. pew like that <laughs> that's all you can do you see you see them a lot like uh, in auto shops because if you're yeah. if you're doing heavier gauge wire and you're actually soldering connections that's where they shine they do I mean anywhere you have to where you have to draw some serious current to transfer yeah. some serious heat yeah yeah I had a couple of them out in the garage neither of them worked because yeah. I because I thought man this would be perfect I'll go come down here stick that gun on there it'll fire it up it'll yeah. heat it up in a couple of seconds it'll yeah. be done yeah no well so, I, I told you it's good for pew 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 yeah. pew well, and that's I, it I circle, toss it I circle filed them yeah that's all you can do file 13 alright so here's and this this is kind of Gottlieb specific but maybe not because I've run into this on a couple other games it's not as common in the Williams world Williams Valley world and the like leg height Gottlieb in this generation liked to vary between 27 inch and 31 inch legs so different games would be at different I mean they were they different they, heights they, I mean from what I understand they just drilled the cabinet in a different location now why I don't know <laughs> okay so right. like I put this game together those who know more than I yeah I I've, I would love to hear some feedback on this and we ought to ask John Trudeau about that Oh, I wonder what I wonder what he would have to say about that. I mean, because that I mean that is an interesting that that's an interesting discussion point. If there was so much variation, then you have to ask yourself: it couldn't have been accidental, or if it was accidental, then they they perpetrated you know the the, the uh, I guess the accident. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a lie if you tell if you tell it long enough that it becomes the truth. You no, know, you know I, what, I don't know. You know what happened? Somebody at the leg stamping factory misunderstood <laughs> they spilled some coffee on the order for 31s yeah. and they somehow it become 27s well, and they're like what do we okay, do boss what do we do with all these 27 inch legs well, yeah. we better call the factory uh, the cabinet factory and have them drill the hole slightly lower yeah exactly well if you go over to pinball resources <laughs> steve young's site funny. let me see if i can find it here real quick the he's got like this leg application chart and uh, um i want to say that it just says check your manual when you get into this era of games um maybe i'll find it here again in a second i wasn't thinking it i didn't actually put a, a link to it but yeah it, it varies so i put the game together and i'm like this just seems high i don't understand it and i had some legs i had labeled for it well i got asking around i actually was in a conversation uh, getting ready for expo with uh matt flights okay and i know matt they they do a lot of pinball stuff and i and I, they had a cue ball wizard at some point in time within their circle of friends because he had one at the first expo i said man do you all still have that game around and is it set high and he he said man you gotta you gotta check the legs out because the the legs will vary <laughs> game to game and sure enough i get home and i measure i'm like I got the wrong legs on the machine. I see. So I go out in the garage and I look at at the other sets of legs I have wrapped up for other games. And apparently somewhere in moving this thing around, I had picked up a set from another game and then wrote Cue Ball Wizard on them. Oh, mixed them. Yeah, because I yeah. had the 27s set with another game. So thinking that through, um, 
I do I do remember somewhere reading a story about some guy that had worked on a Gottlob and he kind of come to a realization because he looked down his row of pinballs and it was setting higher than everything else and it just hit him one day. Yeah, okay. And he was kind of in the same boat. He was okay. like that is, I Brenda, I never would have known this, you know, and I guess it's just my lack of historical pinball familiarity, you know. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I find this I, I do find it very interesting though. So, you know, I'm looking right here at at Pinball Resources legs. He, he, they've got great prices on on legs. You know, they, they've got it's like as of this recording, yeah, thirteen dollars and fourteen cents for your your chrome non ribbed thirty one inch leg. Yeah, that's yeah that that's a good for for what it is and for what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, so anyway, yeah the the uh, um. The rest of it came came apart pretty easily. Okay. Uh, it, you know, the, the the other tips I'd want to throw out is take your time and take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Okay. Because I've learned this lesson on other games, and I this game I thought I took enough pictures. It, it, there's one thing that I always do is I think I take enough pictures, and I never take enough pictures. That's exactly right. Because you, you go to put stuff back together, and it's like I, I want to see it from this angle. Yeah, exactly. Did I take a picture? It's like no, I didn't. Actually, I did not. You know, and, and yeah, it's frustrating when when you get into a game that that has uh, in one small area, say within four or five square inches. And there's a plastic there. There could be uh, three different types of studs under that plastic to do what it needs to do. Yeah. To hold the plastic where it needs to hold it, to work around some mechanism that that plastic is hiding, yeah. to provide a mount for another the next piece that lays on the stack. It, it I can't stress enough, take pictures. And yeah. This game is kind of uh, um, uh, interesting because... It's got a selection of different size uh, self-tapping screws, and it's just like okay, all right, I've got five of these, I've got so many of these, and I shouldn't have had the television on listening to TV when I was zipping these out and throwing them in a thing. In yeah, a because now I realize that there's three different sizes, and I don't know where which one went where. Right. Yeah. So you know, I, I took all the metal out of this game and I threw it through the, the parts tumbler. Uh-huh. We talked about that in a prior episode yeah. just to kind of go ahead and clean everything up, shine it all up. What I really should have been doing is I should have been, as I pulled the, pulled everything out, you know, lay them next to the plastic, lay them mm. next to the area and take a quick picture of them. I mean, yeah. weren't the digital, I took the first game I did several years ago, I was do, still doing it with a handheld little camera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little pocket cam. I did this whole game with my cell phone, oh, my yeah. Android cell phone, and yeah. the pictures are light years ahead of of the one, the first one I did several years back. Yeah, and it's I mean, crud. My phone's got a thousand pictures on it now. Yeah, I mean, you can just you can take pictures of every thread of every nut. Yeah, and bolt and be okay and be okay. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll say this: the the camera that's on my phone, I love mm-hmm. it, and I use it so much. You know and yeah, it's 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 a lifesaver. So here's a here's just a couple of good general tips, things that I found work for me. Now my advantage is, is I've I've got a little bit of part stock, mm-hmm. so it's easier for me to kind of do this. But okay. like I said, I did some research and I knew that I didn't have any of the parts for this at all for this game. 
the, the drivers, you know, I had the caps and all that stuff, but I knew that it was a, a little bit of an odd animal from what I was used to working on. So I was kind of prepared for that. I like if the game's not working, I like to get the game as close as I can to completely working before I tear it down. Okay. Okay. All right. So in going into this, like I said, I knew that I had some flash lamps that weren't working. I knew I had a coil that wasn't working. I knew I knew that that was going to be in the driver board, so I knew I could order those parts. But if at all possible, I like to try to vet the entire game before I take it down. One of the things that I find very, very handy is get the manual, if you have to get it offline or if you're lucky enough to get it, with the game. Make a copy. All the manuals I've ever seen will have your Switch layouts, like for these later model games, for your DMD games, your Solid yeah. State games. Yeah. Uh, solid states, DMDs, all that. I'll make a copy of it, and I will go get into test mode or turn, you know, start a game. And I'll take a pinball, and I will go through the switch layout, and I will test every switch in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart thing to do. That'll give me an indication <laughs> if I've got a problem on somewhere the ma- on switch the ma- matrix on the matrix. Yeah. Uh, when you get into these later games that have all these micro switches buried in them, like. Uh, um, I know I talk about it all the time, the Adams family. Yeah. You know, there's micro switches on the ramps. There's little gates. Yeah. So that it knows where the ball is. And like, if you shoot the, the, what I guess you would call the right ramp. I got to look here, Whitney. Hold on. All right. Yeah. If you shoot the, if you shoot this, uh, the staircase, you know, you'll hit it, but if you don't make it all the way up to the second switch, it'll even have a call out because it sees that that first switch hit twice. I, I see. So, uh, I like, see. you know, like you failed. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Harry will do that. So it's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's how they track the ball. And, yeah. That, that's that's just adding those little things that matter. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So go through and test all that stuff. And, and keep in mind on these later games, if you've got subways, mm-hmm. you'll have switches you'll probably have switches in those subways. Yeah. You know, because um, like in the Adams family, the the subway that feeds out, uh, that feeds down into the swamp. Well, there's a whole assembly over there to catch the ball, move the ball over to the scoop. There, So there's a switch that sees that, and there's a coil that fires, and then there's a, uh, a switch that sees that it's moved, and then there's a switch, or excuse me, that switch, once the MPU knows the ball's moved, then it fires a coil that fires the ball out the scoop keep that in mind yeah. throw balls and you know throw balls in all the subways test all your switches good time to do, go through and test all your coils all right make sure you don't have any problems get an idea of what's working and what's not the reason being is you can minimize your parts orders yeah there's nothing worse than getting down to needing a 52 cent part uh-huh. And pay seven dollars shipping. And pay seven dollars shipping. And, and it's exactly not exactly right. It's not so much making three orders; it's paying shipping three times. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing well, that gets you shipping and the wait time. Yeah, the wait. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, so, like I said, before I tear a game down, I'll I'll go through the game and get it working as far as I can get it working and identify everything that I can identify that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll tear the game down, and then that'll usually reveal some other bad things i'll find springs that are broken springs that are misshapen um uh in links for like um the the plungers that fire the slingshots i'm i had a game that everything worked on it and then when i went to break it down i realized that somebody had taken 
an end link and the, it, so what, here's what an end link is when you when you see like a slingshot fire on a pinball okay there's a coil under there and that coil has got um uh what do you want what would you call it whitney not a stud not a, sh- a plunger okay it's a metal rod if you will a plunger is what it's called that's in the center of that coil and that plunger moves when the coil is energized well how does that plunger attach to the mechanism the kicker on your slingshot it's a, what's called an end link okay okay so it's some of them are fiber some of them are a type of plastic it just depends on the game well uh there's slightly different sizes the pl- uh the end links for the plungers in your flippers tend to be a little bigger and beefier than the ones on your slingshots and the holes are different diameters and stuff like that i've had a working game and i've got into it and realized that parts have been mis- mixed and matched I well that's see, an I end see. link from a flipper I, and it's kind it's, of bodged on there it's, and it's, it's, got, the, it's at the wrong place right it's yeah. got slop huh. in it it yeah. isn't really working that well it's just barely working yeah i see so now once i take everything apart that gives me an opportunity to really look at that stuff if i'm not going to take something apart on the bottom of the play field if you're not going to take something apart on the bottom of the play field give all the mechanisms a good once over okay um I like to I like to go through and by hand actuate all the mechanisms. It, it, if if I'm not going to take them down, I, I at least want to understand. Okay, should I take this apart and even put a new coil sleeve in it? Okay, so and for folks that haven't done that, inside the coil, between the coil and that plunger that I just described is a plastic sleeve that acts as like for friction reduction. Okay, it's a, a guide slash friction slash friction reduction. Yeah. Well, they're, they're just plastic; they'll wear out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you have an older game, by the way, some of those cool sleeves are actually made of metal. Replace all of them with modern plastic because that metal, as it wears, it just creates dust. Yeah. And you just get stuff everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally see that too. So, um, but yeah, like I said. When I break the games down, at this point I'm breaking the game down, and I'm compiling the list of everything that I now find at that point. Okay. Oh well, the pop bumper cap looked great until I took it off and I realized it's got a crack coming out of it where the screw hole is. Okay, <laughs> yeah. pop bumper cap. All yeah. right. As you take everything apart, inspect it. If you've got drop targets, take the bank apart. I like to do that anyway. I'll take even if the drop targets are working, I'll take the bank apart and I'll just clean everything so that they work a lot smoother. Yeah. Makes them makes them a little bit more active. You know, yeah. they'll drop quicker and they'll reset a little better. Yeah. You know, it just it just makes it gives the game a nice feel. Yeah. That's a that's a good time if you've got not, if you've got a crack in a drop target, you know, just take a look at them, give them a little flex. You don't want to get the game together and you're playing it for the first time yeah. and all of a sudden the head pops off of the drop target. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, it's like I went so far and now look what now I got I've got a $3 do. drop target yeah, and $7 for shipping. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, man, it sounds like you run the gamut yeah, on this. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, but, but in a good way, though. Yeah. yeah. So let, let me give the shout outs again, really, for all the pin stuff. Uh, clay site pinrepair.com that is a great place to go if i'm putting my hands in, in a in a system i haven't worked on yet yeah i always go to his site and i re- start just looking through the what you need because yeah. he kind of breaks everything down in a similar fashion um what you need you know common parts for the series of games 
He'll give you a layout generally of, of like the systems and what's in the head, what this board is, where that board is, common problems, and you know he'll just he'll just jump in from there. Yeah. Okay. On the Gottlieb side, I, I know you've heard heard us talk about Steve Young and the in the folks at at his place, Pinball Resources. Here here's the thing about Steve or Pinball Resources in general. It's a lot easier. If you've got your part numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and they're, they're running a business, man. Yeah. I, I can understand and, this. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. They're, they're running a, a, a niche business within a niche industry. And mm-hmm. the niche is, is Steve is and his folks, they are the end all be all for Gottlob stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not running like Walmart, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, so it's just a lot easier on him and you when you call Steve, have part numbers. Yeah, go through the manual, figure out, do 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 your homework, do your homework, do your homework, and do a little bit of work for yourself. Yeah. So you know what I do invariably is there's a you want to talk about something I hate doing pinball manuals. I, I cannot figure them out for the life of me. <laughs> they are just okay. I. I, I need this little part. Yeah. What is William's part number for this little part? <laughs> Whitney and I were talking about this earlier. He was looking for some connectors. Oh my gosh. And it's just man. a common connector. It's so frustrating. But if you don't know the name of it and yeah. you're going to order them for the first time. <laughs> Impossible. Or, you know, if, if you go to order the connector from like Bob Roberts or one of the suppliers, they're going to have the bajillion connectors filtered down already to what you need. Right. And they'll have a picture of it. Yeah. If you're going to go to a Mauser where they have a th- hundred million thousand I mean, type of connectors if, if you don't know what you're after you're, you're not to gonna lunch. find it you are out to lunch well you do okay hashtag pro tip here's what i do and brent and brent kind of chuckled at me when yep. i when i told him what i do but i'm going to tell you i didn't know i never thought to do this everybody it works okay so here's the thing whether it be mauser whether it be digikey it doesn't matter who you're who you're ordering from when i call their tech support and i do like digikey because they're available seven days a week 24 hours a day so it's almost like jake at state farm yeah you call jake <laughs> at 2 a.m you call the digikey at 2 a.m you talk to somebody and you don't know what you're after. Well, you know what you're after, but you can't find it on their site because there's either not a matching picture, the description doesn't match what you think it should or whatever. I'll just ask the people for their email address. They typically, they'll begrudgingly give it to me, okay? They usually do. And then I just snap a picture of the part and email it to them, and I am say, sell me this. And, <laughs> and you know what? In almost every scenario, they find what I'm after. Yeah. And, and I, I will say this, okay? I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say I'm dense, but at the same point, there are many times that it's like, okay, I didn't realize that was called that. So yeah. in the oh, future, yeah. I will know to look for that. But there are other things where it's like, I never would have found that unless they found it for me. I had no idea it was called that. So anyway, you know, I, I, I've called, uh, anyway, I, that's the only way I've I know called to Marco say it. like that. Yeah. And, and actually I, I want to say it was the first year at SFGE. I was talking to, there was a guy in there from Marco and he, I think one of his job, one of his responsibilities was he managed the, the call, their equivalent of their call center. Okay. And I, and I said, man, I, I got to tell you, I've called you all a couple times. God bless you guys. And you all have done he it was wonderful yeah. and he was he was elated to hear that because yeah. Yeah. you know 
if anybody dude, out there is listening, work. yeah. Well, if you're a manager, yeah. If you're out there, if you have, if you manage people, if especially if you're in a public facing uh, business, you only hear about the bad stuff, and that's all you yeah, hear. It's all you hear. It's all you hear. I called for a Williams WPC game. I needed that little piece of trim at the very top of the play field that received the glass. Okay. And this was an example of looking through the manual and uh-huh. trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I could But it wasn't going to happen. I couldn't find a part number. I couldn't find a name. I didn't yeah. know what to call it. I tried looking on their site. And I finally just said, okay, I'm going to call them. And uh, apparently I'm not the only one. I yeah. mean, she, the, the lady that answered the phone says, yeah, that's kind of common. We... People have a hard time finding that piece of trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I completely get it, man. So it and so when when I when I've had to call Pinball Resources, Pinball Resources they don't have an online ordering system like like uh, um like Marco like Mar- does or like Pinball Marco Life. does or Pinball Life. Yeah, they, yeah, that you call them up and you say, okay, here's here's my list of part numbers and my list of quantities. Yeah. So I'll figure out everything that I needed. As I worked on the game and broke the game down. Okay. Okay. I'll look the part numbers up in the manual. Um, the his the pinball resources site is um, it, it it the way it's broken down. Unfortunately, it's you know I'll just say this: it's difficult to find things at times, mm-hmm. and it it is for me. Okay, and for what they've got, I mean, we talked about this earlier, trying to catalog all these parts. I, I can understand why. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. I, I mean, can, you wish it were different, yeah. but it's not. So yeah, it's, it's not just the way it is. It's it just it's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like ordering from Bob Roberts. You you just need to know what you're after. Yeah. You know? One of the things I do with 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 a lot of these sites, not just Pinball Resources, is I'll do. Have you ever done the Google the old site colon trick in Google? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where you where you use yeah you use Google to search the site. Yes. Yes. So yeah. to to do that. I know how to do it at the command line. I think you can actually go into their advanced search. But if you do site in the Google search box, you do site colon. And in this case, like we're, say we're talking about pinball, res, pinball resource. You do site colon pbresource.com space and then whatever you're searching for. And it will search just pbresource.com for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I use that everywhere on everybody's site to find all kinds of stuff. But, you know... Like I said, the manual is where I got the majority of these part numbers anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. And once I get the part numbers, I generally use like Google if if I can't just find it clicking through the site, just just to see if Steve and his folks have it on have it listed and just get an idea what the what the cost is. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day I'm gonna buy the parts anyway. I know Steve, his folks are great people. I need some Gottlieb specific stuff. Steve's got a lot of stuff that's not Gottlieb specific. Keep that in mind. So, you know, check him out too uh, when you're doing your, you know, your kind of your rounds for your games. But um, he he is, they are the, the folks for the Gottlob stuff. And okay. one thing I've learned with them as well is, and this goes back to there's just so much stuff and it's hard to manage. And it, it's, I'm sure it's hard to manage the inventory, let alone manage the website. They've got a lot of stuff that's not listed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know I've bought translites from them. I emailed them and said, "Do you have a translite for X?" Yes, I do. I've got a brand new new old stock translite. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. The um, cue ball wizard has a cue stick on one of the toys, and uh, oh, I, I, I remember you telling me yeah, about this earlier. And yeah. it's not on their site, but I know someone that's bought one from them. Yeah. So yeah, make sure if you. 
if you have a Gottlob and you it's got something that you can't find online, call them up, shoot them an email. I bet they have it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's it's good. Oh, so this is my little tip. This is this is what I do. I do all my homework as best as I can. And there's a couple things that I'm like, I have no idea. I can't find it online. I'm I, my Google foo is failing me. I mm-hmm. can't find it in the manual. Mm-hmm. So I just I put it down to the bottom of my order and I go through my order. And I'm like, all right, I got a punt on this one. Help me out. I need this. Mm-hmm. And look, I just had to do that. I needed some of those end links that I described earlier. Yeah. I like to have a couple of spare of those <clears throat> in case one breaks. And I couldn't find an assembly blowout in the manual for this game that had that part number. Steve knew it right off the top of his head. Yeah. So help me out. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Cue ball wizard. Um, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> in a fifty-minute nutshell. <laughs> well, no, but there, there's there's some gems in that fifty-minute yeah. nutshell, though. I mean, there really are. So, so I, I guess let me ask you this before we uh, before we transition to the next segment, and we do my favorite thing, which is yeah. spend your money. Um, let me ask you this: Is cue ball wizard a keeper, a seller? Uh, I mean, I know you said you're going to take it to Louisville Arcade Expo. I mean, are you planning on unloading it Man, there? Man, I can't, I can't decide. Here, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I kind of think you would miss it after it's I've gone. I've done. You, it's obvious the way I just ranted on about it. Yeah, I like to do, uh, I like to do my homework on stuff. Yeah, you know, understand. I like to be prepared. Yeah, and I've spent a lot of time with this game doing that, mm-hmm. and uh, I've played a couple. Uh, a couple cue ball wizards and over the years since I've had this game okay and none of them are going to be in near the condition this one is when I'm done with it. <laughs> I see and that's always the way it's always the way it, it, it's and, one of those things I'm, it's like I actually prefer playing my own games more than anybody else's I am, <laughs> I am, I'm looking at this and I'm like is this gonna be another fire par? Yeah, is <laughs> what I'm concerned about. Yeah, well, I, me personally, I like the theme. I think it's fun. I think it's colorful. I, it's easy to understand. It's got 14 drop targets. I, I know, man, and that's fun. I to to bat the ball around. Yeah, yeah it's it's just one of those. To me, cue ball wizard is one of those games that it the, the barrier to entry to learning the game yeah. is fairly low. I don't think okay? it's not a super deep game. It's not a super deep game, and it has a high smile factor yes. to it. That's what yeah. I like I about see it. That. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. As I'm getting it clean, as I'm um, just something simple like getting the dust off of it, yeah. and then there's some, like on the ramp where you enter the ramp on the right, yeah. there's this, like this horseshoe-shaped kind of piece of plastic over it with two lamps in it and they've got the the red lamp covers on them so i got those on the other day brand new red lamp covers and turn it and i'm turning on as i go you and get I, it looking good i get all the gi work in yeah. and i'm like man you know you know something it's a pretty I, game I, you know something i bet that game would look even better if it were led'd out oh uh, yeah i bet it would yeah i bet it would it would it would be more vibrant Do it, you, i have got to show you the underside of this game because no, you, you just yeah. went through and you led'd what did you LED? Uh, I LED'd my ACDC. Okay. Yeah. So. I've not LED'd my Tron yet, but that's coming next. Stern has those little, like, twisty deals that mm-hmm. for the inserts, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And Williams, have you have you gotten into any of the inserts on the Williams I, games? I, I don't have. Uh, the only Williams game that I've ever had the was. The DMD-like games. Uh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. So no. You, you look under, like, if I threw up Dirty Harry here. Yeah. The 
where some of the inserts are, they'll have like a green PCB. Yeah. And they'll have like a little, like a little black, like thumb, you, like a half twist thing. If you ever put lamps in, in the dash of a car. Oh, yeah. 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 You, you, you twist it, in the turn. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that exact same yeah, mechanic. Yeah. It's like a twist lock. It's that yeah. exact same mechanic. Sure. Gottlieb in these premieres, they didn't use any of those bayonet base 55 bulbs with you know something you squeeze and you pull out mm-hmm. you flip that play field up and where they've got their inserts they're all um they're all 44 type bulbs yeah with the like the push in and turn the push and turn okay yeah. the twist know, lock um yeah. what do they call that they're uh that's not bayonet your 55s are bayonet yeah it's a good question yeah i, I can't I, think I, of I what mean, that term I, is I, yeah i've they're never, all I've never like, even really thought they're about all like that, a 44 yeah. 47 style base yeah and then if they're gonna have an i don't ass- know a bucket or i i don't, yeah. I don't know what it's called if they're gonna have an assembly for a bunch of inserts yeah they've got a pcb yeah and they've got little hairpins on them and there's a plug on the thing yeah. you unplug it you pull the hairpins out the whole pcb is in your hand and you just replace the bolts and there's it's they all they're all 44s yeah that's, they all lock in nice and positive that's the stuff you appreciate it i just looked at it, i'm like this is i mean this was i know it was additional money and additional time to build it this way yeah but it's just it, yeah. i just looked at it, i'm like why didn't everybody else do this i mean yeah. this is just a breeze for maintenance yeah yep yep so well, I, I'll, I'll send be, all the hate mail to Brent <laughs> at uh, BrokenToken.com. It, it'll be interesting to see what you do with it long term. I, I think it's a pretty sweet. I think it's a pretty sweet game myself. Yeah, like I said, I, I keep looking at it. I've played it, but it wasn't fully working. Yeah. You know, the flash lamps aside. Yeah. I, I had I did have to clean all the switches on the drop targets because only a couple of the drop targets were registering. It'd been setting for years. Yeah. So I haven't played it played it yeah in a while and i definitely haven't played a nice clean one yeah see yeah, so it's one of those things that may, may kind of change your mind yeah. you know or maybe you take it to expo and just see if you get stupid money for it and if you do then okay if not then well, if somebody wants to trade me a metallica for it i'll do it yeah that would be that would be or uh, a mustang or a mustang that would be it yeah so well, man, dude, that that was that was good. I mean, yeah. there there was a lot to learn there. So I th- I think that deep dive segment was, uh, you know, like I say, it, it it's been long over it's been long overdue us doing one. So that yeah, that was fun. It's like I said to me, the real takeaway and all that is if you're diving into something new, do your homework on it. Don't just take it apart. You know, a lot of games end up as a basket case like that. You know, I know several people that have bought games on the cheap because the person took it apart and ended up as a basket case. Get her work, get her running. Do as much as you can with what you got. Break it down. Figure out now what you've discovered that's broken. Yeah, and get all of your pieces and parts listed out together, and then make your order, and then you're done. Yeah, you're, all that you got to do at that point is clean it and reassemble yeah, it. Yeah, fish stuff out of your box. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, that was uh, that was definitely definitely. You know, something worth listening to because like i say i mean i learned a lot and i'm, I'm sure other people did as well i mean there was there's nuggets in there that i just <laughs> had never even come across so that was awesome but now it's my favorite time oh, of the God. show Brad. Right, well, let's take a little break and let's, let's take a little break it. and then let's come back let's spend some of your money uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> We're 
Whitney. Do you, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. Whitney. We're going to do it. Brent, we, we've gotten so much positive <laughs> feedback on this section of the show. I can't. <laughs> Your PayPal account and your credit card are now mine. You understand that, right? <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore, Whitney. You go, hey, hey, buck up, Buttercup. It's time to spend Burns money. My credit card's worn out, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> and PayPal, just when I log in, it says, "Welcome back, sucker." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whitney's got your number, man. <laughs> oh, dude, we, I do. We, we have got uh, it. we have got quite a few things here to run through. Um, I am. Again, I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm shocked at how much new stuff pops up every single month, you know, for this hobby. But uh, let's let's go ahead and start with uh, with these first couple, Brent. I'll, I'll take this this arcade one. You can take the next uh, the next one being pinball. But Brent, have you ever played Bank Panic? I have not. But I now this is the one where uh, it's like three windows that come up and then one up. I have heard that game discussed. Uh, did Mike? Did they? Did Mike do it? Maybe with uh, Carrington? I th- didn't they do Bank Panic I, on No Quarter? I'm trying to remember if Mike and Carrington did it or I if th- it was on Ten Pence. Man, I, 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 I don't. Have, it was on one of the two. I know. It, it, if one of them hasn't done it, they need to do it. Yeah. I have heard that game described, and I'm like. That sounds like a fun game. It sounds like a fun game. I don't, uh, admittedly, I don't know anything. I've never played this thing in MAME. I have no exposure to this whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I did think it was unique enough, and I was kind of surprised to see that there is, uh, there is a interest thread uh, going on CLAW for reproduction bank panic uh, control panel overlays. No quarter number 99 was bank panic. Okay, good. And it was Mike and Carrington. Okay, I see. see, I tell you what, man, it was it was stuck in my head. I seem to remember it. So that's that's good. But man, these are going to be um, solve it printed by this old game and um, CLAW member junior pack And this. This guy has done some pretty interesting artwork reproductions. He's a younger kid, but definitely very talented when it comes to that. And he has uh, he has redrawn the Bank Panic CPO artwork, and uh, it's going to be in a velvet texture poly. So it, from what from everything I can tell, they're they're going to be they will feel authentic. But uh, but man, Brent, the price on this is going to be is going to be pretty steep, man. This is estimated to be around ninety dollars for a CPO. So uh, you know, I is, guess, that, I guess is that the going price these days? I have I no, mean, I have no idea. Sixty to ninety. Uh, for most CPOs, I think that's a little steep, quite it, honestly. Well, yeah. what's, what's your audience? <laughs> that's what you have to take yeah. in, into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is a game that has wide appeal. I don't think this is a game that's all that common. So in order, if you need the CPO and you're a fan of the game, I, I guess you've got to pony up pony yep. up the bank. <laughs> that was horrible. But you you got, you got to pony up the money. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there. So I, you just got to pony up the money to get it. But... Again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I just think it's great that these types of, of projects see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, if anything, uh, if uh, uh, Junior, Mister Junior Pack, yep, has uh, has been doing CPOs. I mean, this for him, this is just 
more experience and more of an opportunity to build his network to do more, to do more. To do more. So, well, and I will. That, that's my take on it. No, and he does, he seems like he does good work. And I, I will do a, a quick segue. Um, you know, we've we've kind of had this particular uh, this particular item sitting in uh, sitting in our OneNote for a month or so. You know, just trying to decide. You know, when when can we have the time to cover this? But just within the past couple of weeks, Junior Pack has posted another thread on Clove about redoing my beloved Galaga Three CPO. Oh, sweet! Yeah, gapless CPO, and uh, of course, that, that's one of the worst looking CPOs ever. Okay, it's 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 so horribly plain; it's not even funny. But he has come up with an alternate CPO, alternate artwork that looks that looks pretty cool. And so I I don't know, will it ever be run? Will it ever see the light of day? I don't know. But if it well, does, is, I'm buying is it. The other uh, is the other repos that he has done. Have they been? kind of more niche lower population games yeah i think well, i that's, think i think he did i think he did junior pac-man maybe professor pac-man i i man i, I don't want to say a whole lot because i know he's done some but i just don't know everything that he's done yeah here, here's here's where the uh, round of applause goes to him you yeah know, he it sounds to me like he's probably doing this to a degree it, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions about we, Mr. we junior are Pac, we are yeah. we are but it, he's he's doing it a little I'm going to say for the love of the hobby. He is, and he's got talent. You know? He's good. Because otherwise, these are not going to be re- reproduced. Yeah. And I, I don't care what the game is. There's going to be a couple of people out there that need it. A hundred people out there that need it, want it, love it. And yeah. that's their game. And, yeah, you're you right. Know, it'll, it'll work. Yeah, it'll work. You know, it'll, so, get, it'll get sold. So we'll, we'll have the link to this in the show notes. Uh, if you're so inclined, if you're if you're after you know something for bank panic, then hey, man, the, you know, it's there. So that's that's but sweet. That's how I got a Domino Man, two Domino Man CPOs. So <laughs> yeah, those are unicorns as well. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the piece I've got here it's a pinball piece and this isn't a new product this has actually been out for, for as long as I could possibly imagine you know okay. since back in the day in some version but I don't think a lot of people know about it and I've had an occasion to come across a need for it uh, a second time here recently so I thought I'd throw it out there for folks that, that have not have missed this oh okay so let's just pretend for a minute Whitney that you have a Sega large dot matrix display pinball. Okay, title title me up here. My, uh, Maverick. Okay, uh, the favorite of Don and Jeff. Yeah, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the the highly esteemed Maverick. Maverick. Yes, I've played Maverick. I like Maverick. Uh, you know, I've played it as well, and, and it is a fun game. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Maverick, Frankenstein. I have not played that. Uh, Baywatch. I've only played that once. Uh, I was very distracted, but I played it. <laughs> Batman Forever. I've played it once. And then there's actually, I used Sega used that display in a couple of redemption games. Oh, okay. So, um, one I think is called Cut the Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so this is those Sweet. big displays, those big 192 by 64 displays. Yeah. And if you've got one of these games and you've got problems with the display, like blanking out or resetting. Yeah. Back in the day, there was actually a service bulletin, service bulletin 106. Okay. And I know a bunch of sites have a copy of it out there. Marco has a copy of it out there. Uh, We can stick a a link in the show notes. There was an updated harness for the 5-volt line going uh, to, let's see, I'm looking at my notes here, running to the DMD controller. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And, And honestly, the harness isn't that complex really what they're doing is they're they're just doubling up their five volt 
and the wire for their five volt oh, and their ground. Uh, oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Got so so they're they're addressing a latent problem that the game shipped with. Right. Yeah. Right. It, if you if you read through the uh, the service bulletin, I think what's the line? It's something like the DMD controller really likes five volts. Yeah. I think that's what it says in there. Yeah. So this must have happened. If this service bulletin came from Sega Pinball, which it did, Sega Pinball wasn't long lived. So they they had problems with this back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. You know, when yeah. these machines were out there. Yeah, pinball's hard, dude. Yeah. yeah. So they, they offered this harness back in the day. It's like twelve bucks. Okay. And basically what it is is one end has got an IDC connector with uh, a loop of wire for a five volt and ground run through it. Okay. And it's the instructions on what to take out replace so you get the benefit of a new connector on the power supply side and then where to take that loop of wire and you're actually supposed to take the two sides of it so you've got a double path yeah and you put it into the idc on the far end gotcha okay so it's a real simple process if you looked at the the service bulletin and you had some molex connectors and some pins you could make it i've done that in the past yeah but if you're just so inclined and you're working on one of these games and you're throwing an order in with Marco or I think Pinball Life uh, has them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, toss I do. a couple in the I've bucket. actually got a link here. Pinball Life has them. It's right in that $12 range. Yeah. Just go ahead and get it. Yeah. Okay. I, like I said, I, I had a friend of mine has a Maverick and his started it started happening. He actually called me and he'd already found the service bulletin. I see. Another friend of mine recently called me up and... Uh, um, he uh, he said, man, a guy called me and he asked me to come look at his Batman Forever and it's doing this. And I cut him off. I said, you need this. Yeah. And I because I happened to know that it was available and yeah, that okay. it was a problem. Okay. So if you got one of those games, man, it's something really to take a look at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you got that game, if you've got that problem, you probably, or if you don't, you, you may have it here soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's, the, it's there to address a need. Yeah. So it's, it's cheap. Yeah. Cheap and cheap insurance. Well, that's, right. that's the best kind to have. Isn't it? I see two words coming up that I don't necessarily like seeing together, especially in this order. <laughs> and those words are Donkey Kong. Yes, sir, buddy. So this is uh, Brent, this this is something that's actually been uh, in development for months and months and months. I only found out about it here within the past week or so. And this is an add-on board, okay? Uh, for your Nintendo Donkey Kong PCB, much like the uh, the D2K Jumpman Returns kit uh, from several years back. But this kit is called Donkey Kong Remix Edition. And you can find out information about this over on the DonkeyKongForum.com See, this uh, is something. Board. This is a perfect example of where you're not going to spend my money. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, sp- I'll spend my money on this. So I don't know. Uh, I got, there's a YouTube link? Y- yes. Yeah, yeah, there is. So I, so that's, yeah, I put that in the OneNote so, so you can go uh, look at that because I figured you'd be very interested in that. Well, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, but it's, it's really neat. So so what has happened is there's there's a gentleman on the Donkey Kong Forum dot uh, com site is he, he goes by the handle of Sock Puppet and Sock Puppet Dude, is, that's awesome it is yeah. I'm mad I don't have that that handle I, I know it is it's a neat handle and uh, Sock Puppet has been working on this board for months and so what what you do is you pop your Z80 out on your on your Donkey Kong PCB 
install this uh, daughter card in the Z80 socket and then install your Z80 back on top of the daughter card, okay? Mm-hmm. Much like one of the Braze high score kits or something along those lines, all right? Or free, free play kits or whatever. And what this does, okay, is this adds... Um, this adds additional levels and stages to Donkey Kong. Okay, so there, there's two varieties uh, to this game. Okay, so there's there's essentially um, Donkey Kong Remix. Okay, and uh, and, Do- and it has Donkey Kong Original on it, or what's called Donkey Kong Remix and Donkey Kong Deranged. Okay, then of course it also has. So is it two Donkey different Kong kits Original. or is it switchable? Uh, no, it's two different kits. Okay, okay so you pay. You pay a certain price for the remix board, and then you pay a different price for the remix deranged board. Okay, is is how is how I understand this. Okay, now I've not ordered this, Brent. And I'm, I'm watching the video on the remix. Yeah, so it, it's pretty interesting. So what happens is with the remix, okay, you get your four original stages of Donkey Kong. Then he has coded six brand new stages to Donkey Kong. Plus, he has also added three bonus stages, okay? And they appear after the rivet after the rivet board or after well, the rivet like stage. Well, it looks like on Remix, the first, uh, I'm play, watching him play yeah. on, the, on YouTube, and the rivet stage looks like the rivet stage that I'm used it, to. It, it does, but there's different stuff that happens like at the end okay. and everything the like that. The first board was the same kind of layout, yeah. but it was different. Like the girders had different angles and there was different gaps. Yeah, and, yeah it's interesting. Plus, you know, like with this, he he's made some ch- he's like made some gameplay mechanic ch- changes so like on the rivet stage Does he get a laser uh, no there's no laser oh. there's no laser but like you can you can um like on the, on the rivet boards mm-hmm. or the rivet stages the the floors will collapse okay and it'll crush the firefoxes as the as the floors fall mm-hmm. um let's see like on the springs on the barrel stages uh the springs will send the barrels back up to the top of the, of the screen uh you can jump Okay, with a hammer. Okay. There's a bonus stage. Yes. After the rivet stage, there's a bonus there, there's stage. There's a bonus stage, and that, that's what I was talking about. There's three bonus stages which appear after the rivet stage. Um, so it's interesting. So, you know, like he's added some some additional AI. So, like, uh, because the floors will fall, the Firefoxes will fall when the floors fall. Okay. Oh, did that not happen in the? No, no. The the Firefoxes would just stay away. You know. So if there was like a gap in the floor, mm-hmm. that would that would be like a boundary for the Firefox. They couldn't like jump the. They could like on the rivet board. They can't jump the, yeah. the gap, yep. and, and okay. so they're like trapped and stuff like that. So really, they can they they'll follow you, but they're kind of stupid. You know, after after that point. Um, let's see. You know, some other stuff. He says there's new logic for things involved for uh, things that involve a situation that could or would not happen in the original game like for design for deciding which way a barrel goes after falling down the center gap new logic for deciding which barrel uh and which side the fireballs spawn from in the new conveyor stage you know so so you know there's a lot of different you know adds to the game which yields a lot of different permutations of gameplay because of the new mechanics okay um here's one thing i do like about this is that in this game uh in this rendition the difficulty keeps increasing right up until the kill screen right up until level 22 oh does it plateau out on the it it, it plateaus after i think level five in in the original game and then it just becomes the randomness is still there but the difficulty plateaus okay Mm -hmm. speed wise and everything like that 
So, you know, like I say, it, it, it is harder than, you know, it is harder than classic DK, but he says, I try to keep level 22 still attainable so that you could still kill screen, you know, still kill screen this. I, you know, I think it's, I think it's novel. Okay. I think it's neat. Um, some people say that you can install, I've read through the entire thread on the Donkey Kong forum.com site. Some people say that you can install the D2K kit and install this kit on top of the D2K kit and you'll get normal Donkey Kong, D2K, or Donkey Kong Remix. How do you change that? You hold down on the jump button for four seconds when you're in a track mode, and it will cycle through each one, okay? But huh. people say that it introduces, like, some video jitters. I could see that, That, that yeah. would not be there, that, that are not there normally. So so what uh, what a lot of people are doing is they're acquiring a new two-board stack, which, Brent, those things have gone up in price over the past year or so. Oh, have I mean, they? Yeah, dude. I mean, to get a new, to get a good clean new two board stack if you're going to get it on ebay or get it on clove you're looking at at least 150 to 200 dollars hmm. yeah and brent's brent's brow goes furled on yeah. that yeah because <laughs> for, for for everybody listening at home brent may have a couple in his stack <laughs> well you know uh earmark one of those for your old buddy whitney okay, okay? so but anyway but I'm just telling you, market value on those is 150 bucks. If that doesn't if, surprise if, if, me, if not north of because that, because you're you're, I mean, a pack is what? What's a pack at? I mean, forever you could get a, a decent, a working pack for 90 to 100. I haven't looked in forever, so it wouldn't surprise uh, they, they've me. They've they've gone up a little bit, but I don't. They've not gone up like the DA yeah. boards have okay. gone up. Okay. Um, but anyway, you know, you, you'll want to get you'll want to get a new two board stack to to run this. And then some people, uh, and I thought this was actually pretty ingenious. They're buying a Vector Lab switcher, and they'll stick into their Donkey Kong, and they'll switch between the original DK two board stack unmodified D two uh, two board stack running D two K, and then another two board stack running Donkey Jeez. Kong Remix, and then they'll throw Donkey Kong Junior in there or something like that. You know, they they can they can uh switch is, does vector labs you said vector labs right yeah the vector labs switcher they make it is it a nintendo specific switcher oh, okay yeah it's not a jamma switcher than adapters and stuff uh no i believe it to i believe it to be a nintendo switcher yeah look that up because as soon as i say it and commit it then i could be wrong but i, I believe it to be a nintendo switcher well we're, okay. we're a podcast of integrity so we cannot do it wrong yeah we don't want to do it wrong and I mean, we may have done it wrong 37 episodes, but let's get it right on number 38. You DK4 know? Game Selector lets you play other Nintendo PC that's what I thought. PCBs in your DK yeah. cabinet. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. Okay, cool. And, and, and admittedly, Brent, it's been months since I looked at that Switcher. I actually thought about buying one many, many moons ago, but I never committed to it. But uh, like I say, I, I didn't remember it being JAMA, and I'm, I'm glad my memory didn't fail me on that. So anyway, we're we're gonna have a link to this. I'm I'm just I'm just all boffo about this. This is the kind of stuff Whitney loves, um, and you know the kind of stuff that me being such a a mark for Donkey Kong that I, I will have to get. The reason though, Brent, is even though I have absolutely zero plans of installing this anytime soon, <laughs> what about if old Mister Sock Puppet decides to give it up? You know, mm-hmm. because he may do a run or he may do one or two runs, and he's like, "Listen, this is more trouble than it's worth. I'm done." So maybe a hundred boards go out in the wild, and then they're never to be had again. Well, you know, we talked about my Pac Man uh, even in this episode, and I had 
a uh, one of the the ninety six and one pack kits. Is that is that a Mike Doyle kit? Yeah, it's a Mike yeah, Doyle okay, kit. Okay, that's what I thought. And right. uh, I, I think Mike runs that kit on a regular basis because there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of packs. Yeah, tons but, of demand. Uh, that's a kit I bought when I had an opportunity to buy it. Yeah, it was like I'm doing another run call. Yeah, uh, I bought. Uh, his multi cubert kit. Yeah, despite I know, man, I oh, yeah, I d- wish I had one of those. Despite not do, having a Star Wars yet, I've got uh, an Empire Strikes Back kit. I, you know what? And I bought one of those when he did his last run of those. So yes, um, you know if the, that that's good advice. If you've got the opportunity, if you've got the funds, if you're yeah. in a fortunate enough position, yeah, go ahead and <laughs> yeah, you, you got to strike while the iron's hot. If you think you're going to have that game, yeah. 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 Go ahead and pick it up. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I, I was just all kinds of happy about that. So I, I thought that was sweet. And you know something? I, here's one thing I want to say. You cannot underscore the, You cannot understate the skill level that it takes to do a project like this. Because I have read uh, a significant amount and have watched the, um, watched the uh, session that Jeff... Brent, I butcher his last name every time I try to say it. I'm just going to say Jeff K., the guy who did D2K, Jumpman Mm -hmm. Returns, um, on his site. uh, I think it's the romhacks.com site where he details. He doesn't go into exhaustive detail, but he does talk quite a bit about how he created the four new levels for Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what, man. That is not a trivial thing to I do. Just, I was just thinking that... It's all done in assembler, oh. machine language, and it, it, that's just not something you just... You just sit down inside your... Yeah, yeah, you don't just do that on a Saturday afternoon while you're waiting for some banana bread to bake in the oven. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's... I mean, well, I it, usually, it's significant. On Saturday, after, Saturday afternoons when I'm waiting for a banana br- bread to bake in the oven. Say that fast three times. <laughs> exactly. I'm usually actually coding assembler uh, vector games. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Hey, I'm doing, the, I'm doing the math in my head. And, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Brent, tally ho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of. Let me, let me throw something in here real quick. Oh, you did mention vector, and vector goes to Atari. Yes. No, no. Uh, uh, this is Donkey Kong related. Oh, oh yeah. sweet. Yeah. This Lay some logic on me, this man. This isn't spending my money, but man, it's it, it it's money it involves money and uh, uh, it broke my heart because I think I finally have to give up on one of my favorite fake shows okay Pawn Stars oh yeah and I, I googled this because I had I looked the name up earlier of the show yeah. and uh, I googled it to remember it and there was already of course I knew there'd be threads on Clove I, I know it's fake yeah I, I, for whatever reason, I just like the show. I've, I've been, I've been, I've been to their shop. Oh, have you? Yeah, one one time when I went to Vegas, uh, went to Vegas for a work convention. Uh, you know, th- that evening, snuck down there and mm-hmm. w- walked down the strip, got in, and when they were filming, and I actually got to stand in their pawn shop while they filmed a segment. Oh, of the show. that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. It was, that was how many seconds of your 15 minutes of fame was that i i, I wasn't i was not on the show oh. um, <laughs> at, at all but i did you know i did stand right outside the camera uh right, right outside the, the semicircle where they're filming mm-hmm. and uh, i was i was standing less than two feet away from from rick while he was while he was wrapping up negotiations on an item and as soon as they finished Rick walks right by me, right by the old man, and goes right into the back of the pawn of the pawn shop. He didn't stop and say hi. He didn't say he didn't say hi to me. He didn't make eye contact with anybody. He was all <laughs> business. As soon as they said cut, he was gone. 
you know? So well, he's probably used to getting swamped. I'm sure he is. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold it against yeah. him, but it, but it was uh, it was highly structured how they how oh, they I, did I'm that. I'm sure. I mean, highly structured. Even uh, I'm looking at this now. It's they're in their 12th season, and it and I've I've read the backstories because there's yeah. like there's other stories out there in the gaming community of people that have been referenced for gaming things Mm -hmm. like, uh, 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 Scott over on, uh, not, um, Scott over there. He's mentioned it a million times on their show. He knows Johnny at toy shack. You know, Johnny's called him and Hey, look, I'm just going to go look at this. And it's, I think one story told once was a Vectrex, you know, Johnny knows a lot of stuff. He owns a toy, a toy shop i'm sure yeah. he does but you don't know everything you about don't know everything. everything about everything yeah. and um so i mean it, it's obvious that the the experts are given a little time in some cases to do homework yeah okay but whatever so oh, oh, oh in, in structured it a lot of the experts they're always the same lines what are your concerns you know it's yeah like, you need to get a new producer you know <laughs> find something new to say it's, yeah it's too cookie cutter it's it's worn it's worn so this I think I think the show was no pawn for you. It's a recent episode, a recent episode here in season twelve. If I've got the right one, season twelve, episode twenty seven. Yeah, they had a Donkey Kong, and Brent was so tore up about this. He even texted me I was about texting it late at Whitney night. Pictures. Yeah. So the guy they had on there is the expert. He he's been on the show before. Uh, I I don't know him. I don't know of him. Uh, he looks like he has a shop out in Vegas and he honestly looks like a pinball guy. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. he's, they've used him before. Uh, one of the guys, I think it was Corey, the son bought an evil Knievel and he overpaid for it. Okay. And they took it to this gentleman to go through and correct it. Yeah. And you know, the stuff they talked about on the show about the pinball, you know, he was on par, but they like, it's the show. They hammed up stuff. Yeah, like yeah. They, they always do to build drama. They act like, that if there was corrosion on the MPU that they might as well just take it out back and it's firewood, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it, Oh my God. Flame it. Yeah. Yeah. So they bring this guy in to look at the donkey Kong and they were, he's like, well, we got to make sure it's original. It's not a bootleg. And I got to look at the boards and make sure it's got T- TKG serial numbers on it. And the first thing I thought is, okay, he, Googled, he Googled that. Mm-hmm. He's probably a pin guy. You know, I don't know. I'm putting words in his mouth. Yeah. They open the coin door and you can see the wiring harness hanging down and there's wiring on TV through the coin door there's around his head. You could see the wire nuts hanging in the harness. Yeah. Yeah. They draw back and uh, he said, okay, this is original. That's original. It's got the original joystick in it and they're showing the control panel <laughs> and it's got a huge red wickle ball top in it. Yeah. That's original. That's legit. Yeah. It's got four holes drilled through the control panel with big washers. Th- those are legit. Yeah. Those are legit. Yeah. So it, what's your concern? And, the the jump button was yellow, like a wickle leaf button. Yeah, they all are. Yeah. And the player one and player two buttons, they were micro switch buttons. And I knew they were micro switch buttons because they were hanging like, you know how a micro switch button will have like a big barrel underneath it? Uh-huh. And it's like threaded down for like two inches. Yeah. Well, like three quarter or half an inch of thread was sticking <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, those buttons are that yeah. long. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, those buttons are three and a half inches long. So the, yeah. the buttons are hanging like 
eight or ten threads out of the control panel. Yeah, so dude, I know that, that that's just that's just a factory refit. There's, yeah, I, I don't see any problems with this. Dude was asking twenty five hundred dollars for the game. Uh, yeah, he's he's square on the money. So now the expert, I I can't remember what he priced it at. I mean, I remember thinking that. It wasn't bad for what I think a DK would go for. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think he was too far. He was probably a little high on it, honestly. Seemed like he was like the six, eight hundred dollar range. I, I think that would have been a way Donkey Kong's go. I think that'd have been reasonable if you'd have fixed the control panel. Yeah, maybe figured out where those wire nuts went. My goodness. But, yeah. Uh, oh well, I, uh, there's a buyer for everything. I, I do suppose. I did notice. You'll have to see the episode. They they didn't play the Donkey Kong music. But it was very Donkey Kong like, so I think they were trying to avoid a copyright. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, it and was, we've we've had a recent conversation yeah. about no, that. No yeah. sound effects. Yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Adam on that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that probably in the next episode. But yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you're if you're so inclined, check out Pawn Stars. <laughs> Donkey Kong fans alike. All yes, right, Whitney. No doubt. Now that I've I've run us off the rails. No, no, no. It's all good. So the next item up. Uh, and, and Brent, I'll, I'll tell it's you. It's got those same words in it, Whitney. It, it does. It does. <laughs> it's an Atari Power Brick EMI base plate. Now, Brent, you know. Oh, this, no, I didn't scroll far enough. I saw Donkey Kong again. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to keep, keep going. Okay, man. Atari, keep going. Atari, yeah. Atari. Yeah, so this is this is good stuff, man. This is the, uh, the base plate that goes underneath the power brick in your Atari in your Atari cabinets okay and a lot of times uh, and Brent I didn't know this I, I so you I mean the transformer had, assembly you yeah. open up an Atari and mm-hmm. there's a metal brick brick thing down yeah. there one calls it a brick or a transformer assembly it's, or, a tra- it's a transformer base assembly right. yeah. so the transformers on it your fuses are on it the ISO sitting on it the uh, un, it's got the big blue on it mm-hmm. the underside of it's got your uh, uh, bridge rectifier exactly okay. exactly and so, um, and I didn't realize this until I started reading on this, but apparently, you know, if the game's ever been serviced, that plate was thrown away. Okay. Yeah. And you got to take it off and then they're not going to take the time to screw it back They're not going to take the time to put it back on. But uh, cloth member vector collector. And this guy is uh, actually, uh, he's, he's been um, the source of quite a few reproductions here over the past, you know, six to nine months. But Vector Collector is running these uh, base plates. Uh, they're going to be made out of stainless steel. Um, this, is, uh, this is looking like it's uh, going to be about $10 each per plate. But you do, I, I know it's a little steep per plate, but you have to keep in mind it is stainless steel. And so... Uh, you know this this just looks like a, a nice ad if your machine is missing this and you know I mean could you cut could you you know take a pair of shears you know on some galvanized you know on some galvanized steel or something and and um, or some galvanized metal rather in you know create your own yeah you probably could not in ten dollars worth of but, time but not in ten dollars worth of time you're not and yeah. these things are going to be punched and these things are going to be cut you know they're just they're going to be laser cut and these are going to be nice and they're going to be made to spec uh, anything that you would cut with a pair of shears is going to look like crap to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you and you know if we're in, if you're so far into the hobby like we are where you're considering wanting to make the underside of a power transformer assembly look good 
ten dollars isn't going to stop yet you know so so anyway uh, we'll we'll have a link to this in the show in the show notes um i would say get on these because i personally i don't see this as an item that would just kind of hang around Mm -hmm. you know so you know if you need it it, it'll be there if you know if your game is largely untouched chances are you don't need it but you know hey man you know 10 bucks buy a few of them have them handy and as you're refurbing a game if you need it it's there this is the next thing you've got here whitney is something I am amazed at how often I see reproductions of this type of part. Okay. And it is, I'll give the uh, the title and you go on with it. It's Atari Warlord Cocktail Monitor Bracket Interest Thread. Yes. So it seems like there's umpteen cocktails out there that are missing from different manufacturers that are missing monitor brackets yep. or they're missing the hold down tabs that hold the, the glass on the top. That, yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. So, so, uh, vector collectors doing these again and he's working with take man, you know, the, the, <laughs> the clove's go-to guy for metal reproduction, but this is a part Brent that was not included in the warlords cocktail metal kit, essentially reproducing every, every piece of metal. Okay. For the cocktail cabinet itself. And I, and Brent, I, I'll say admittedly, I did not realize that warlords, uh, the, the Especially the cocktail version, uh, or, or I guess really the upright, but the upright's two player instead of the cocktail being four. I didn't realize that it would that it had such a cult following as it did. I mean, I've always liked the game, I've always thought it's neat, but I just didn't realize that the cocktail was as rare as it was until I got into it and started doing some research on it. Well, at some point over the past several years, uh, DP Twiz uh, cut some of these cocktail cabinets for warlords, and people wanted I remember to, that people yep. wanted to build a new warlord. See, cocktail. I, I was like, where do you get the board? You got to find it. Uh, it's the it's flo- the does board, the, does the, the two-player board work as a four-player? Good question. I don't know. I mean, is it the same board with I, I, I don't know. a setting? Or? I, I would hope so. I, I would hope it's the same board with a setting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, okay. But um, in, in all my years in this, I've only come across a Warlord's board one time, and that was it. And, uh, Do you still have it? No, I passed it on to a guy that was looking for it. I did. I did a guy solid, and the bad part about it is, is that guy did not seem to appreciate it in any way, shape, or form, and mm. I re- I regret doing it. You know, so I don't want to mention well, the took, name or throw somebody under a bus. I took but, this to a place that we didn't need to go to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, well, it, well, I mean, it's the truth. Yay. Yeah, sorry. But welcome, I mean, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> I mean, it, it is the truth. But you know, I, I do kind of regret getting rid of it now. But uh, you know, I, I did. I tried. To, I tried to do somebody a favor, and it just did not seem like it I, was. Yeah. it was appreciated. I've at had all. that happen. Yeah. So anyway, but these we are. Should, we should do a whole show where we change the names, protect the. And yeah, the and, and then tell the stories because yeah. they all know who they are. <laughs> Just roasting left <laughs> and right. But anyway, these are the brackets for the 14-inch Sanyo monitor that w- that would be in the Warlord's cocktail cabinets. Okay, and so yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Take Man, he uh, Vector Collector, and Take Man. 
they found a set of brackets. How rare are these? I'm going to say they're pretty rare, okay? They have found a set of brackets. Take Man is going to copy those brackets and offer them up for sale. Um, when I put this, when I put these notes together, this the interest thread is what was running, and right at the very end of the interest thread, it's reported that, hey, Take Man found a copy of these, found these brackets. He's going to run them. So I'll include the interest thread and the actual kind of quote-unquote for sale thread in the show notes but uh this is one of those things that uh you wait three you wait three to six months and you yeah, it's, not, gone. You, it's gone you know so uh strike while the iron's hot now here's something the next thing you've got here is something that and i've actually got a couple of these hoarded this is something that is used across a, a larger variety of games yep. and it's one of those things that you're going to lose really quick yep it's the MCR board brackets yeah. made brand new out of galvanized parts. So and, and these look way better than the originals. Well, too. They, they, I was looking at it. They look better because they're new. Well, and maybe that's the case, but to me, the originals just tend to, yeah, okay, they, they do. The, I, the originals just tend to be rough. And, you know? and I, well, I'm sure because it was supposed to be inside the game, the galvanized parts probably weren't the best quality yeah. galvanization yeah. but then again they're also 30 years old uh, and and you got to give you so, got to give them that yeah that's true so what this is is if if you've had an MCR game and MCR games you're talking Tron mm-hmm. you're talking Domino Man Satan's Hollow Satan's Hollow well, Spy Ta- Hunters and MCR 2 but it's got a different a different mount uh uh setup yeah tapper tapper mm-hmm. timber timber um all those mm, is there anything else love to have so, kind of expensive and hard to keep running J- journey would be journey valley midway games journey yeah, journey yeah. satan's hollow tapper uh tron domino man uh i think there's timber, a cu- tra- t- uh, yeah timber tapper, timber tapper i think there's a couple other lesser known games in there like domino man yeah would um is wacko is that Wacko MCR? I, I bet. I, don't it, I know. bet it is. I bet so it vintage is. wise, I bet it is. So this is the little bracket. There's yeah. there's a lower bracket that that the board's kind of set in, and it's got grooves cut in it, and yeah. the board sandwich fits in a gro- each yep. board fits in a groove. Yep. And then the top of it, it's a rectangular bracket, and it's probably about five inches by four inches. Yeah, that, five, that looks about right. Somewhere in that range, and then. It's got a block of wood screwed to the bottom of it, and it's got the uh, corresponding grooves so that you can lock it, lock the top of the board in. Yeah. And there's a, ta- a nice tab off the back. Yeah. Uh, with like keyhole slots in it, so you can just like set it on, snap it down, screw tighten, it in tight, it up. and it yeah. holds it in locked in. Yeah. And they get lost. They're like back doors, man. <laughs> I know. They they just they walk away. Yeah. Well, these are going to be done by uh, Paradise Arcade Shop, and they're going to be a little spendy, though, man. A little spendy. What are we looking at here, Brent? Thirty bucks for top bracket, bottom bracket. 15? It's fifteen bucks. That's yes. forty-five bucks a game. Yep. Yeah. So I can't remember if the lowers are removable uh, or if it's. I'd, I can't remember how the lowers are set up. I'd have to. I'd have to pop the door like on my yeah. Satan's Hollow and look at it. To be quite honest with you, I can't I recall. Know. Yeah. You know, the alternative is you screw it to the wall, which isn't very pretty. And there's no... There's, you don't want to put another hole in your yeah, cabinet, man. It's just not cool. Th- this keeps the boards... I'm trying to remember. I don't think that there's hard spacers between the boards and the in the MCR stack. I think... There, I know there's ribbon cables between them, but if memory serves, this bracket is what holds the space between the boards. So 
if if you need it you got to have it yeah you know yeah or, or you're making something well it, it, again the good thing about this is is you know these as of as of when we're recording this okay which is we're two-thirds of the way through you know we're you know third week of february um these have not been produced and released yet, but we'll have the thread in the show notes for Clove. We're looking at probably a three to four week uh, timeline based upon what um, Army 0024, which is the gentleman who runs Paradise Arcade Shop, uh, Army uh, 0024, he's projecting that three to four week timeline Okay, on these. So hopefully they see the light of day. Yep. Cool. All right, Brent. So we've uh, we've talked through quite a bit. We spent quite a bit of your money. Are, are you feeling any poorer now? I felt poor walking into this yeah, whole ordeal. But, but, do, but do you feel happier? Because that's really all that matters. I don't know. Wait till I get wait till I get stuff and it's shiny in my hands. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I lay it on the table and look at it. That, that's it. That's that's what makes it all worthwhile. So, man, dude, why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, before we kick out the show, we've got a little bit of uh, we've got a little bit of news and uh, man, we got quite a bit of feedback. Yep. But that's 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 fun stuff. So, newsman is pinball heavy this week, this yeah. month rather. Oh yeah, dude, uh, it's, new, ki- it's killing me. New color DMD for Tron. Have you watched? No, the video? I have not. Oh, dude, I have I, not. Oh my goodness, you got to watch that it, because <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 just awesome. I mean, they they, they have colored. I every, missed the boat on that man. That they really missed the boat on that game. It, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, but, I missed the boat but, on that game. Yeah, uh, that's one of those games that. <laughs> it, it, dude, it's one of Stern's best, man. I well, mean, it's it, awesome. At the rate they're going now with uh, uh, Spider-Man, maybe they'll do a Vault Tron. It'll be. Uh, uh, Twelve to eighteen thousand dollars. See, and that's the thing. <laughs> and it'll man. just drive up even more. It, I know it's a great game. It's a great yeah. game. And see, and I'm a. I, I love Tron. Even mm-hmm. back, I've got, I've got Tron on la- the original Tron on laser disc. Yeah, I mean, I know. And, and man, you know something that I that's, hand carried it back from California. Yeah, I mean that's a title that w- that I don't ever see leaving my collection at all, at all. But you know, here's the thing about hey, it. Yeah, cue ball wizard trade. <laughs> Evie Stevie, you'd have to throw in some money. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna hang on to the Tron then, Brad. No worries. But uh, but man, dude, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a great game. The thing about it is though, the color DMD they have done such a good job, and that that's a hard one to do. Like Iron Man, you know. Well, I'm sure they're all hard to do, but it has it has they're using movie. They're using motion movie clips, right. and I think that creates a lot of uh, a lot of challenge just because of the sheer frame you know the number of frames that they have to color for that but brent they like there's uh segments in the preview video where the where the light side you know uh, let's say you know clue is jumping in the air and the light cycle materializes underneath of him and it's beautiful it's as beautiful as a dot matrix could ever be you know they've just they've they've outdid themselves with that title there's no doubt i'm gonna have to go find the uh the video then yeah it's uh, it's pretty strong brent pretty strong so um we're speaking of stern pinballs and tron this this is hearsay and it actually by the time that this this lands it may be out uh or, or maybe confirmed or denied but yeah, and we're, we're just talking speculation yeah. here the word on the street the next stern game is ghostbusters let me ask you yes is that a buy for you <laughs> what yes is it now what i 
See, that's I haven't crossed. Dude, they're getting too expensive. Yeah, I, we all know. I have talked about Mustang and yeah. Mustang haters. You know, Brent at you know brokentoken.com dot com. Whatever. I no, I'm not I one of them. I think Mustang is a fun. Game. I think Mustang is a fun game. I love. This, and this was my next line on him. Stern just up released the code. I mean, I, that, yeah. that game has been out two years. Yeah, easy. And they just they just release code for it, which I'm glad to see that. Yeah, and from what I understand, I mean, I haven't gotten to play a recent coded game, but yeah, the, the latter versions of code they added a lot to the game. Well, there's a lot you could do with that yeah. game. Oh, I mean, yeah. the play field the play field is well is well laid out, and the music's good, and and the shots are just fun. I I think I think Mustang's underrated. I, I just speaking of buys, I just I haven't gotten to the point where. Um, I've I know you've done it several times. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have done it. Uh, I just haven't gotten to the point of of pulling the trigger on well, that much in one shot. Well, the thing about it though, Brent, is all of my new in boxes are three and four years old. Okay, at yeah. this point. So, and I definitely I was not in the pinball. You know, I was starting to mess with pinballs i was yeah. starting to take them apart and, yeah and re, you know kind yeah. of bring them back to life at that point in time and to talk about missing the boat on tron yeah you know the the money I, I barely caught the boat on tron yeah barely so um yeah that's that's ghost ghostbusters is so the word on the street is this is all conjecture you know yeah. and uh don and jeff were recently talking about on pinball podcast they mentioned it and i bring them up because they mentioned there was some pics floating around like on pin side in a yeah. few places like of the cad drawing yeah, I've, I've seen them i've seen them supposedly someone has said some has seen the art package i mean there's enough hints out there to make you think that it's gonna be it's gonna happen it's gonna happen wow and, and it's supposed to be the original Ghostbusters, and oh, yes, not the new, yeah, the new, the new one, yeah, the, yeah, and you, it, you, you, no, yeah, you see, don't want and that. that's one of those games that just theme alone, mm-hmm. that that's right in my wheelhouse. That's Whitney, that's right in our age range. Yep, it is. I mean, that was that was one of the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, and this, everyone's gonna laugh at this. The only thing that would be any better um would be uh the blues brothers because <laughs> and, and that's yeah. one of those things i just love that movie yeah that's, that is my all-time favorite movie is it it's really blues brothers i well, love the blues brothers y- you know something I, I i do i love the blues brothers but uh one of my all-time favorite movies is is the big lebowski mm-hmm. and i i just I, I wish i could swing getting that pinball mm-hmm. because I, I would i'm talking i would just love it. classic movies yeah, yeah. okay fair yeah, enough I'm, fair I mean, enough you know empire strikes back yeah ghostbusters um temple of doom mm-hmm. um back to the future yeah yeah and of course like i said and i love i don't know why i just i love the blues brothers no oh, you know it's yeah. great it's great it's funny you never get you, you know, never really get tired da- of watching david it. paul or uh if you're listening out there we've we know we want to make some t-shirts out of some of the designs that you've already given us. I've got one of them on poster board up here in the, in my, in my game room. I wonder what Whitney and I would look like. Blues brothered up. Blues brothered up. (laughs) That that's just, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Okay. So yeah, sweet. So, So, uh, you know, Don and Jeff mentioned this. They were like, well, what they were talking about, like when would they announce it? And they were trying to remember when, uh, um, WWDEE was announced. 
And it it was announced this time of year because mm-hmm. la- when did WWE is a year old, right? Right at it, yeah. And it yeah, was if, if not that they had one at, at Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah, and at Louisville Arcade, you know, that's right at the front of March. You're, and you're right. Here we are. Here we are. So we may know, by the time this show hits, it may be confirmed or not. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to me. It'll be interesting to see how people flock to it. You know, because. I think the, and this, again, this is just all personal opinion, but I don't think I'm that far off base. I think that people, a lot of people wanted to get Spider-Man Vault Edition, but they, they, it's too much. They probably held off because of the price. Yeah, it's too much. And and honestly, I'm one of those people because I want, I wanted, I slash want that game, but Brent, I just no, not, not, not at that, not at that level. I can't do it. I wonder, do you think that you think Ghostbusters will sell? And, and here's why, man. I, I think you're going to be where I'm at. Go ahead, say it. So, I think it'll sell, but do you think it'll sell in numbers? No, I don't think. It I will. don't think it will either. I don't think it will because here's here's the thing. I think that everybody has fond association with Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but I think that only a uh, only a select crowd out of our age group mm-hmm. and the pinball demographic are going to say, "I have got to have that theme." Yeah. Okay, it's so, not a it's not a WWE. It's not a Game of Thrones. No, it's, it's not. It, no, uh, it's not an ACDC it's or a Kiss or, or, or a Kiss or a Tron or something like that, where where they you know where where they literally sell what they build i i think ghostbusters will be okay i think it'll i think it you know well it's not even like mustang mustang will have mustangs like the other games we mentioned it'll have a a broad appeal to car people yeah mustang people um just you know if you're doing a a a car themed restaurant if you're doing yeah if you're if you see it on location oh it sounds like a mustang it's a race game yeah it's like that's cool that's cool I, you but. know, I almost wonder if it's not going to turn out like, you know, the CSI I've got, you yeah. know, where I hesitate to say it was a filler game, but it uh-huh. just, it was a game that they were able to put on the line and yeah. you know, keep some production up. Yeah, and some, exactly. And good for them. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you want to, you want to see that. it. Yeah. And you know, some, there's nothing wrong with CSI. It's a fun game to play. It's, it's got some fairly unique mechanics, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the gameplay and I'm sure Ghostbusters will as well, but I don't see Ghostbusters being an ACDC or I don't see Ghostbusters being Metallica. No, I don't, you know, so now, I, I personally, I love to see it. I remember oh, yeah, at SFGE too. one year, we were all musing, uh, Nate, from um coast to coast was on a on the panel i think it yeah. was the uh was it the podcasting after dark after we dark, were all talking that, that's what it was and i think they were at that time if my timing's right they were musing about walking dead and uh the, we were all just talking about what you'd like to see and i, I just went ghostbusters yeah. and everybody looked at me and they were like yeah you, I, you, I, you know what my my answer was is uh, i wanted to see halo made into made into a pinball machine and i think i still do i think halo would be a, i never played it well you know something you know i've i've played it i enjoy it i haven't played It'd have a lot a huge audience it would have a huge a huge audience and if you want to bring a, a couple new generations into pinball halo would be a theme yeah. to do it you know anyway so, so i don't know we'll yeah, see we're, we're, we're waxing show, on yeah you by know, next show to that yeah we'll have uh, um i'm sure we'll have some news yeah yeah i'm sure we will. I, maybe in you know 
as of this recording, we're a couple weeks out from uh, SFGE. We're a couple weeks out from LA Little Arcade Expo. Yeah. Maybe we'll walk in the door and there'll be a Ghostbuster <laughs> sitting there. You know something? The great thing about Stern is they, re- they, they announce on one day, and then usually by the end of that week, they're going to distributors. Yep. So I, I got to give them props for that, man. They, I mean, they're there when they say they're going to be there. So, so you transition into feedback. I'm going to go to the face, face. I'm going to the Facebook. I sounded like my dad. I'm going to Facebook right now. And I'm going to look on Stern's site and see if they announce it. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. So Brent, uh, so this month we have been blessed with the feedback. I mean, it, it, dude, it has rolled in and we've got quite a few things to, uh, quite a few things to cover here, uh, you know, here at the end of the show. But I do want to do two special shout outs uh, this month. And uh, Brent, if I leave anybody out, it is. It Did you is, just call me Brenda? No, no. I said Brent. Oh, Brent. If I, okay. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. called me Brenda. <laughs> Brent no, if I. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Brent if I. I'm sorry. I'm reading Facebook. No, I'm just, I'm talking too fast and I apologize. Um, so, but if I leave anybody out, it's, it's completely, uh, it's, it's completely accidental, not intentional at all. But the first one that I want to give a shout out to is Victor Marlin over the 10 pins arcade podcast and our good friend, Victor. Uh, of course he was, he was here, uh, here at, in the States over the, he and his wife, Tori were here at the States over the, uh, over the Christmas holiday, but Victor took it upon himself. Brent to package us up some uh, some special fan mail, send it in, and Victor and uh, Tori sent uh, sent some beer, and Brent, I, I went ahead and confiscated that and kept it for myself. Actually, it's three <laughs> bottles of beer and one bottle of cider, okay? So if you're all up on the cider and you want the cider, it's all yours, okay? I, you're, you're more than welcome to it. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm not sure if I know what that is. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It's, you squeeze apples real hard, and that's oh, what you okay, get. All okay, right. So anyway. Um, I, for, for those that have not spent any time with me, I'm, uh, I, I just... I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, all good. Okay, it's beer. Okay, yeah, whatever. Fair, fair I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Brent's like, it's beer, and it's like, no, there's well over 300 kinds of beer, you know. But anyway, oh, there is. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of different kinds of beer, dude. But uh, anyway. Um, so he sent us he sent us some beer which I kept. So Victor, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to drink that and uh, and cheer your name as I do. Uh, and he also sent one of the uh, Atari magazine a copy of one of the Atari mag- magazines, the 40th anniversary uh, Atari book that we covered in the last episode. And uh, he designated that for Brent. So he sent me some beer and said Brent some knowledge, and uh, that's that's how it goes down. So Victor, thank you so very much. We really appreciate that. So a hey, Victor speaking of. <laughs> this is great. We've got a platform to speak just to Victor. <laughs> yeah. So, Victor, I can't make any promises, and I don't want to tip my hat right now, but uh, I know I was presented with a very special uh, Vectrex controller. Yeah. The prototype, if you will. Yeah. And I am hoping to have uh, some very interesting in-action photos uh, of that controller, yeah, that thing was sweet. Coming I up mean, is is sweet. Coming up at Louisville Arcade Expo, okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to go too far into it because the possibility of what is being worked on by one of the show founders, uh-huh. there's always the possibility that it won't work out. But if what we've seen holds true, it will. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. So, so it, it's better to be surprised than to talk about it and it not happen. So, so yeah. yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, that's awesome. In the 
second the second shout out is for our good friend of the show jim hale uh brent jim as you remember jim sent us in some christmas presents and uh did a uh did a show donation as well right before the holidays and jim we thank you so very much for supporting the show and uh man you know just uh yeah mad props on, so, on everything so yet again i will use this platform that we have that everyone is listening to to speak directly to jim okay you, you do that jim uh my bad here because <laughs> i have had the best intentions of reaching out to you personally uh to give you uh, a thank you and i i have failed miserably i've even gotten your phone number from whitney i was going to give you a a shout and it and i have just run myself ragged jim and i apologize yeah so. it's, it's all good man all right so who else can i talk to directly uh, who's this who's this david boyle's character hey hey now this one this one I, i'm going to do this one because this one is funny okay, okay all right and so and i want to set the stage for this so so david boyles he is uh he's quote unquote the pinball medic and david is one of the uh, one of the principals behind uh, the Roanoke Pinball Museum, okay? And he writes in, and he's, his subject is of mice and men, and he says, can we please do a normal episode five hours and he puts that in, in, in parentheses on mice and why they love pinball machines i'm a volunteer pinball medic at the roanoke pinball museum and i have photos of mouse houses that you could make to use a this old house episode okay <laughs> and so so i responded back to i responded back to david and i said david if you can get us enough pictures of mice i guarantee we can make it compelling oh, and yes. do and do five hours oh, on yes. it now here's the thing now while while he was a little tongue-in-cheek on this he responded back to me a little bit earlier today brent with a very long email and he's serious i mean he is dead serious he he has, he has come across all different types of scenarios where he has picked up pinball machines and they've been infested they have been eaten <laughs> up they've been this they've been that and, and i'll tell you he was joking up front but he completely legitimized his ask in the oh, email got so see so these. we have got to see this so i'm going to rep- so so david if you're out there listening thanks for writing in we loved it and uh we, we, we got to feature something about this because this can be made this can be made interesting guaranteed I'm thinking a whole sub section of our of our website where it's just like um, and I hesitate to put it this way because there was a thread like this years ago on Clove and it went it went terrible. Yeah. But just like horror stories, things found in games. Yeah. Like I could only I know the answer to the question David why do they use pinballs is because they've got all kinds of room in there yeah they got tons you know, of it's, room it's like a mouse colony yeah it's it's crazy but hey brent so real quick in in the vein of making it compelling okay mm-hmm. what we do is when we get ready to do that segment we switch on our npr voices okay so <laughs> so get this listen listen i don't know if okay, i get listen hey brent uh yes Whitney. yeah uh, we're getting ready to uh talk about mice and pinballs Oh, mice. What kind of mice? Yeah, Brent, there's there's uh, 47 different varieties of mice. We're going to stick with the genus that 
just normally the, found the, in North America. North, yeah, North, North American, North American mice. The, field the, mice. Yeah, the North American field mice. And Sabrina, we're, we're going to cover we gonna, that. It's going to be riveting. Are we going to cover mouse urine? Uh, we'll, we'll cover that after the break. Okay. Yeah. Great so, way. see, Brent, we can we can go into NPR mode and we can cover this and we can uh, we can drive it home. <laughs> we we need a veterinarian as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hey, David, thanks for writing in. We we'll respond back to you because, uh, like I said, there's there's something to be had here. It was it was some pretty funny stuff. All right, Whitney. So the next one looks to be from Lee. And Lee, I'm going to try my best. We Will Galinsky. Will Galinsky. There Lee you go. Will, hey, Lee Will. Hey. I lose it after the Good Lee job. part. <laughs> Good job. I can, I can say Will Galinsky yeah. and I can say Lee, but I don't think I can get Lee Will Galinsky. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> call him, let's just call him Lee W. How about right. that? Yeah. So uh, I love the podcast. Listen to mo- the most recent episode. I heard the part of the color DMD install on ACDC. I yeah. post videos of installs, mods, and repairs of pinball on my YouTube site. I also posted a color DMD install of ACDC and many others, and then he gave us a link to check it out. So yeah. we'll have to put that in the show notes. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Lee is Lee is the guy who runs the pinball, uh, the pinball supernova dot oh, yeah. site. Mm-hmm. And I uh, see his email address now. Yep. And uh, so, so yeah, Lee, thank you for the kind words on the show, and thank you for listening. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely go ahead and, and make sure that everybody knows about about him. I mean, he can be found at uh, you know, facebook.com slash pinball supernova. And it just, he's all over the net as pinball supernova, but he's got a lot of, he, he produces a lot of good content. And, uh, I reached, I responded back to him and he reached back out to me with a lot more info. So Brent, I need to respond back to him and carbon you on it because there's a whole nother conversation to be had there. And, you know, at some point we, we need to have Lee on the show. I think it'd be a good cross, a good crossover segment, but, uh, nonetheless, yeah, Lee, thanks a lot. And I'm trying to remember Lee maybe can fill me in. It seems I I've I have seen that Lee's work everywhere. Oh as yeah, soon I mean, as you he's see, all over the place. Yeah, as soon as you see the logo, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and I think I rem- remember long ago, probably when Lee was starting up, his site was just kind of that logo and maybe coming. Yeah, and it's just it, it's just it's just grown. Yeah, it's yeah. really grown. And, and Lee, we do want to thank. I do want to take the take the the ch- opportunity and the chance to thank you because Lee does a link to all of our podcast episodes over on pinballsupernova.com dot com. And uh, you know, he says he enjoys listening to the show, enjoys listening to you know, he enjoys the content. And so, Lee, thank you for doing that. We we really appreciate that. I'm sorry, I was watching Lee's video. No, no, it's all good. It's all, right, all good. Take the next one. Okay, so the next one is uh, Adam Farrar, and Adam is a semi-local listener, and he uh, he writes in, he says, uh, guys, I just want to drop you a line and let you know how much I enjoy your show. I just recently discovered it. He's a main builder. He says, don't hate on me. I'm definitely not a converter, and it's like, it's all good, man. I, I mean, I love MAME for what it is, too. But uh, he says he's not ventured off yet into collecting and restoration, but uh, someday he may. Uh, he's got a gutted midway cab in his garage, and uh, you know somebody threw it in a dumpster, and he's hoping to restore it at some point. But kind of getting on through the email, and he's, he gives us a link to his blog. We'll put it in, uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well. So, you know, uh, Adam, we appreciate doing that. We appreciate you doing that. But uh, he restored an, an old school, like seventy, like mid to late seventies uh, jukebox into an MP3 jukebox, and he sent us some pictures of this. And what I thought was cool about it is he did 
not he did not uh, pimp it all out or anything like that. He kept it looking completely 100% original. So, uh, so yeah, Lee, we, you know, I know you've got pictures on it on your website, and we'll certainly link to that. But uh, good job, and we appreciate you listening to the show, and thanks for the good word. Lee, if you're coming in to uh, Louisville Arcade Expo, make sure you look us up because – uh, there's some other collectors that are yeah. out in your area, yeah. and uh, uh, we'd be glad to put you all together. So yeah. you know, you got some kind of kindred spirits out yeah. your way. So I think he's like in the Evansville, Indiana yep. area. So yeah, we can we can definitely uh, definitely hook him up there. Jared Nebel's out there. In, yeah. Uh, I know. I usually that I'm breaking the last name rule that I kind of set for myself. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, we've talked about Jared on the show before. And, yeah. Uh, and, and the whole Hacks group, you know, the whole Indiana Hacks group is, you know, is there as well. I just, I had a whole, I had another pickup I forgot to- all about, and it was b- at Jared's behest. Oh, okay. Well, you do just, just save it for next show. Yeah, we'll save it for yeah, next sa- show. Save it for the next show. I completely spaced on that. That's all good. That's all good. The great so. thing about a podcast, Brent, is there's always, there, there'll be episode number 39. So we, we hope. We can, yeah, we hope. So we can run through that. All right, so uh, next one, David Corrigan. Yeah, now, dude, now we talked about this, and this sounds really interesting. Did we talk? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm we sorry, did. I was uh, skimming skim back through. Hey, guys, yeah. I wanted to let you all know about the Grand Old Game Room Expo, and that's old, O-L-E. Yeah, like Grand Old Opera. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's taking place November 11th through the 13th right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. We have 20,000 square feet of event space at the Franklin Marriott and plan to put a decent put on a decent sized show mostly arcade and pinball games some console tournaments i hope you all can make it yeah we we do we do so brent and i actually talked about you know potentially uh you know potentially looking into making the trip down there the great thing about that show it's going to be quote-unquote local so i could see that yeah that's uh, that's not a a big hop i mean what are we whitney about three hours out of nashville so yeah three hours and franklin franklin's not to nashville franklin's uh, this side of Nashville. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, it so is. it's even less. It's okay. even less, yeah. So it looks like we got some website comments, Whitney. Uh, oh, real quick though. Uh, oh, da- David's uh, David's website for the grand old uh, for the grand old game room expo. It's www.grandolexpo.com. and uh, check out his website. He's got a really nice website. I mean, he is. He's put some production into the website. It, it's very impressive. It it shows well for it shows well for this expo being its first year. So I uh, actually I'll I'll take this one with you. Yeah, you sh- you should, Brent, because this one pertains to you. Yep. Website comment uh, from Kenny L. So we got a comment form up yeah. on the website. So you know, brokentoken.com, You get up there and uh, tell us where we screwed up. Well, the, and these are comments on the individual blog posts about each oh, okay. episode. Okay. Okay. Oh, I got so this you. isn't a contact form. This is more so somebody somebody read through the blog post and, and posted a comment on on, on the blog post for that uh, specific episode. So uh, Kenny says, "Hey guys, really enjoyed the story about Brent's multi game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a true epic in scale, and it was yeah, but, but worth it, the listen. But it was <laughs> that was the nicest yeah. way to say we're so long winded. That's awesome. Uh, it's all good. It's a true epic in scale, but worth the listen front to back." I feel so good that when I listened to the part, I not only wanted to go home and hug my wife and dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he. Oh well, what. Whitney knows uh, 
uh, my puppy's actually got some medical things going on right now, so that really hits home. Yeah. I also wanted to hug random strangers and the smelly homeless guy begging for change at the gas station. Hey, you, you know something, man? Pay it forward. That's you know, light, light, You know, the world's a better place when you do something like that. Uh, I rated a solid 12 out of 10 on the cool sto- story scale. That's awesome. You know, we've got, uh, Kenny, we've got a lot of, of positive feedback on that show. A lot. Yeah, and, we got a lot. Yeah, we've had uh, some personal stories, you know, kind of outside the sh- the show shared, and uh, um, you know, uh, going into it, uh, I I may have said this on a, on a later show. Whitney didn't know where I was going with that. I had or, no idea, or how how deep I was going to get into yeah, it. it. Completely, it took it, it it completely took me by surprise. So, um, it it was it was. I'm very. I've said this before. I'm. I'm glad that I did it. Yeah, you, know, you it, should be, man. It was. It was good stuff. So uh, uh, the gentleman that actually purchased the game. Yeah, uh, we had uh, recently had a, a, a death in the family, and uh, he. he I, he came by and so we got to sit down and talk a little bit more and yeah you know uh, his family's enjoying the game and he's got a space a little nook in his uh kind of his basement where his family congregates and they have people over and uh he's looking for another game yeah to put right there in that space that's so, cool yeah. yeah that's cool so yeah Kenny, thank you appreciate it and uh yeah like i said uh i i don't know what else to say about it it was I, i'm just I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and, and you should be, man. That that was that was one for the history book right there. So the next one, the next comment or the last comment that we've got uh, for this month is from Andrew Haney, and I think that's correct. It's H A N N A Y. So it's either Haney or Haney. And uh, I was thinking Haney. Haney. Okay, it could be that. So Andrew writes in. He says, uh, "Nice one, guys. Excellent show to start off 2016. I especially love the Star Wars segment, including the mention of some classic films." I could listen to you chaps all day long just talking about movies. And I, I you know what? That put a smile on my face. And I'm mine too. Yeah. I'm gonna, we mentioned, did we mention this on the show earlier? Or just you and I just talking? At the very beginning of the show. We're, we're talking, we're going to do Deadpool next. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I had it in my mind yeah. that we should do more of those. We should. So this yeah, is we awesome. should. Yeah, it, it is. And so Andrew, Andrew goes on. He says, I watched the film twice, the first time in 3D and the second time in 2D. And to me, 3D didn't add anything to the movie. Besides, 2D is more retro. Keep up the great work, Andrew. 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 Hannay. Hanny. <laughs> well, well everybody, I don't know. everybody knows Whitney that we are spot on with pronunciation of every <laughs> we're, we're, word. We're horrible. Uh, Andrew. Anyway, Andrew's from the UK, so he's he's one of our friends in the UK. So so friends and in he, the UK, we, made, we've got a lot of them. He That's made great. The, he made the Pong watch. He's the guy who made the Pong watch. Dude. Yeah, isn't that great? That's awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, at some point, Brent, I don't know when, I don't know how, you and I, we need to we need to go to the road UK. Trip. We need a road trip to the UK. What Victor say is an eight hour flight? I think that's what he said. About we, could, we, we could do we that. We could do it in conjunction with one of the shows over there, replay or something. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? That would I, be sweet. We just need to plan. Maybe, dude. Maybe within the next year or two, we could get over to the UK and and then do a, do a show from over there. That would be. Do awesome. we have any listeners that are like independently wealthy that are look that's looking for someone to sponsor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just donate some frequent flyer miles or, or, a, or a Mustang. Yeah, there you uh, go, a Mustang Pro, uh, not Pro. 
a Mustang uh, uh, premium pinball. There you go. Well, you know, he, he mentioned the 2D and the 3D. I have not seen it in 2D. See, I've and, not I, I've not seen it in 3D and probably won't. I've I've heard a lot of people listening to other shows, just yeah. not even just tech shows. Yeah, and a couple of them uh, will get into sci-fi stuff because you know tech people generally are sci-fi type people. Yep, and there's there's a like a hard line between 3D and 2D. Yeah, I'm not a fan I, personally. To me, like I said, it, as long as it's not in your face. Yeah. Um, the only I think I mentioned it during the show. The only the only time I really noticed it was there was one scene with with Leia on the kind of on the left, yeah. and there was a piece of equipment, and it was a little too exaggerated in my opinion to make it look like she was standing behind it because it looked like it was waving itself in your face. It, it, it looked like yeah, it, yeah. it was it was too manufactured. Yeah, it was too it? manufactured. Yeah. Well, and, and Andrew, so like I said, we we really appreciate you writing in and. Uh, Real quick, Brent, I do also want to say that listener Jeff Waldron also contacted me on Facebook, mm-hmm. and he said, and I'm going to paraphrase, okay, but I'm not, I, I don't think I'm putting words in Jeff's mouth, and I don't have the comment up right in front of me, but the gist of it was, he really loved the Star Wars review segment, and he said, oh, the, one of the greatest things about it is, it's going to give us a lot to talk about at LAX, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I it would definitely, and I asked him, I said, man, Jeff, do you think we were on target, or do you think we were off target, and he said, oh no, I think you guys were on target on quite a bit but he goes but there's some stuff i really want to talk to you about and i'm like hey that's great that's all that matters so jeff thank you for listening and thank you for reaching out andrew thank you for listening across the pond and reaching out as well uh we had brent and i had such a good time doing the star wars review that we definitely want to do another one but brent i think what we have to do is we have to do it in the same vein as star wars we do it at the very end of a show it doesn't compromise any of the content of an episode or anything like that and it's just an add-on if people want it it's there if they don't just you know wax it and go on yeah i would agree yeah i would agree but it's fun. It's fun. It is Absolutely. fun. Yeah, it's fun. All right, Whitney. So with that, Brent, that's episode number 38, is, man. Um, oh, uh, we have to hit on yeah. an appearance. We we're, do? We're going to be at Louisville Arcade Expo. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, Jeez, man. We keep talking Dude, about it. You. We keep talking about it coming up. Yeah. And uh, uh, obviously, we're going to be there. So yeah. Louisville Arcade Expo is... Uh, you know, it's uh, I have failed us, Whitney. It's, it's okay. It's the weekend of March fourth, fifth, and sixth. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to remember. So, yep. the weekend of March fourth, fifth, and sixth. The fourth is Friday. Uh-huh. Fifth is Saturday. Yeah. In the last few years, we have at the show done uh, a live broadcast that Friday night and that Saturday night at seven p.m. Yeah, and we'll we'll run it for what maybe an hour and a half to two hours, something like that, mm-hmm. or until yeah. they chase us out. E- either one. Yeah. So we are going to do that again this year. Yep. If you're at the show, you can't miss us. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're large and in charge. We look to have a booth in the middle of the action, yeah. right out in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Have the banners up and uh, all the gear there. Yeah. If you're a listener. Come up and say hi. Yeah, we'll put you on the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll put you on the show. We'll put you on the show. Seriously, we will. Um, we will have shirts with us. Yeah, if you're interested in a shirt, yeah, if I you know want to pick up a show shirt, we'll a, have them for sale. One of the one of the comments up here from one of our emailers was asking about some broken token gear. Yeah, 
we will actually have those. Yeah. If you're looking for a shirt, by the way, email Whitney, Whitney at brokentoken.com, and he can take care of you. And uh, we've been trying to get it up on the website, and just life kind of keeps getting in the way. But yeah. Yeah, we do have T-shirts. Uh, drop Whitney a line, and he'll be more than happy to take care of you. We'll have him at the show. And like Whitney said, you know, come up and uh, we'll get you on mic. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get you on mic, and uh, we'll also be recording the seminars that, that are at the Louisville Arcade Expo. And so we'll we'll the put headli- them. The headliner this year is Steve Ritchie. Is Steve Ritchie, yes, yes. yeah, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, Billy Mitchell, Walter Day, and Joe West will oh, be there. Yeah, so I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do a seminar, and we'll we'll record that and put it up on our YouTube channel as well. But real quick, uh, Brent, before we uh, before we you know just do the outro, there's one thing that I wanted to make sure that we did not forget to mention. Okay. Are we and done? Are we, we got Louisville Arcade Expo covered, Louisville right? Arcade so Expo covered. We're, we're going to release, uh, we're going to do the, we're, we'll, we will release the links. Yeah. Uh, in the coming days. Yep. For the live stream. For the live stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do a separate blog post and, and Twitter and Facebook with the, sh- the dates, Cloth, the times. Pin side. We'll have it. We'll have it out there. We'll give yeah. everybody a good uh, seven to 10 days of warning. Yeah. And just as a reminder. Yeah. And like I said, Friday night, Saturday night, 7, 7, 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. That is correct. We will be live streaming from the show. Yeah. And it, it, it's always it's always a lot of fun. And you know something? We have gotten a lot of positive feedback about those shows. It, unless something goes awry, yeah. Christy will be with us. Oh, good. Yes, good. we well, will have Christy. So Christy will make her yearly appearance yes, on the she show. Will. Yes. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So you're yeah, looking forward the- to seeing her. So um, real quick, uh, this is from Clove member Herbert Smart. And Herbert runs the uh, yearly March of Dimes arcade and pinball prize raffle fundraiser event on the Clove forums. Okay. And this is. Uh, this is a very, very worthwhile effort that, that Herbert does. I, I'm sorry, user Herbert Smart, his name is Dean. This is a very worthwhile effort that Dean does. And um, his fundraising page is uh, www.marchforbabies.org uh, backslash, uh, or I'm sorry, forward slash Dean Rayer. Is that correct? Rainer. Rainer. Okay. Thank you. And we'll, we'll have this in the show notes, so no worries about that. But we want to make sure that we did promote uh, Dean's efforts here on the show. Uh, we'll we'll donate a T-shirt for the prize raffle. We did that last year. It's it's a very uh, very easy thing for us to do, and uh, you know, and, and to help put the word out and to raise money for uh, for Dean's efforts for the March of Dimes babies. So, Dean, we thank you for what you do for that, and we uh, definitely look forward to supporting you and uh, like i say we will have a link for uh his fundraising homepage in the show notes of of this uh, month's episode all right whitney that's it i think that wraps us up it does man it does and uh uh, you know everybody out there if you're listening to us for the first time and you know if, if you're wondering how you can stay in touch with us and where to find us and where to download us uh we're available on the throwback network at uh throwbacknetwork.net Yep, and we can be found on iTunes as well. We'd ask that uh, if you uh, find us or subscribe to us on iTunes, we just ask that you leave a review and rate the podcast. It does help us to get noticed, increases our reach, and uh, little by little, Brent, we've you know we've had reviews come in, so we just ask that uh, that you know just take a few minutes and leave a review. It doesn't take long at all to do. We and would we, great, greatly appreciate. Yeah, we'd it. greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Of course, we're on Stitcher Radio, mm-hmm. Xbox Music, and 
pretty much any podcatcher app that you can yeah. find on your mobile devices. Yeah. You can search Broken Token, you can subscribe to us, and you can pull us down we should as show, we release. We should show up because I think at this point I've got us submitted to to all of the major podcast feeds. So mm-hmm. your po- podcast directory. So we should we should show up pretty much everywhere at this point. So social media, I know I've mentioned it a few times in the show, www.facebook.com slash Broken Token. Mm-hmm. We uh, stay pretty active over there. There's uh, albums of pictures of projects that we're working on that may not necessarily get discussed on the show. Yeah. So it's extra content, things we've got going on, things that we're doing. Uh, things uh, we find. F- uh, events uh, in the hobby. We'll post it on Facebook, Twitter at broken token i know yeah. it stays pretty lively out there on twitter it does it does there's there's uh, it's almost too much to capture at this point to be quite honest with you so it's yeah it's twitter's fun it's neat and of course the website www.brokentoken.com all right brent it's been a good night man uh but dude it's late i know and we do it like I'm we past all, my bed we always start out saying all right we're gonna this is gonna be a shorter show <laughs> i mean this yeah that ain't that this ain't will happen. be a little shorter because there's no interview segments and the like but it's it's action-packed it, it's every bit of that so with that everybody uh brent and i are gonna brent and i are gonna wrap it up and uh, it's time for us to to head home but we thank you all for listening and uh we just uh, really appreciate it each and every one of you and we'd just like to say game on Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. Is it just me or does that heater sound like it's a guitar? It does. It it sounds like guitar strings are popping or something like that. You know how you're going to start it? Yeah. All right, sweet. Lay lay into this like it owes you money. (laughs) All right. right, What are we here to do? I have got the slightest idea. (laughs) I love to laugh. (laughs) All right, now that we got that out of our system.
All right. <laughs>